Hey everybody, welcome to episode 24 of Vigigame Apocalypse. Wow, we're, we're kind of almost getting up there. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are... Tyler Wilde from PC Gamer. And... NFL defensive lineman DeBrickshawn Ferguson. Also known as Michael Grimm. And... Parker Wilhelm, lowly intern at OXM. But what's your real name? <sighs> Flint. Flint oh. Hills. Flint Hills. Michigan. I was afraid it was way too tough. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Makes sense. Uh, we've got a show today. Not, oh. I, I feel like I've used this intro before. Not going to promise it's a good one. <laughs> we promise you nothing. Yeah. Get what you pay for. It's been actually a surprisingly eventful week in video games. So we're actually going to talk about some news in the second segment, which we almost never do anymore because, you know, summer... But before we get to that, we're going to start out with our top five, which this week, apropos of absolutely nothing, is top five canceled games that we really wanted and wish weren't canceled. Number five. If you could, if you could parse any of the chanting in the background, that is Thrill Kill. Oh, uh, which, oh, of course. Which some of our audience may remember as a game from the PS1 era, which was supposed to push the bar uh, in terms of gore and sexiness in fighting wow. games, which was you know something we were, were actually clamoring for at the time. Based on that clip, I thought Sci-Fi Channel was doing soft gold porn. No, the, See, the, I thought yeah. it was that little little-known indie game, uh, mm-hmm. you rubbing your dick on the washing machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, might, might, as, might as well have been that. What you were hearing was Belladonna, yeah. who's the uh, dominatrix character who fights with a cattle prod mm. and ah. also wears a Betty Page outfit at, at points. Yeah, Thrill Kill was kind of legendary in that it was being prepared by Virgin Games. Yeah. And, <laughs> yep, back when uh, What's-His-Face Billionaire was still in the video game. Elon industry. Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. Uh-huh. Virgin was working on it, got it almost ready for release, and then EA swooped in at the last second and bought Virgin, which was apparently in some sort of financial trouble. And the first thing that EA did was say... This violent M-rated game does not jibe with our family-friendly image. We don't make M-rated games. We don't make games with blood. Uh, this was EA in the late 90s, obviously, before they made Dead Space. And they canceled it. And it has remained canceled ever since then. They never brought it back for any sort of re-release once they finally grew a pair. And the thing is, if you were a gamer at the time, there were ways to get your hand on a copy because it was almost pre-release. Copies got leaked probably by disgruntled developers, and uh, it, it was around. You could you could buy a copy from pirates. Anyway, it was it was pretty cool, sort of for the time. It was a four-player fighting game, bondage theme. There were hit, hillbilly cannibals. Um, I've never heard of this. In my you've life. never heard of Thrill Kill? No. Wow. You clearly weren't a uh, PlayStation gamer in the late 90s. Clearly not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I had, My friend had a PlayStation. I don't... Uh-huh. Doesn't that count? So you uh, know how like Dreamcast had Power Stone and it was all like... Chipper yes. and it's these four people mm-hmm. in arena fighting. And you're just like, that's for babies. I want no, bondage I said, killing. I said this is great. And I wanted I, a couple years earlier. And I and don't want this 
with bondage. That sounds <laughs> dumb. I'm really enjoying Power Stone. That's well, what I said. Had that was because you were babby back then. But it, it was it was crazy. It was it was like a, a game made by 14 year olds who listened to Nine Inch Nails. That sounds terrible. And it had a uh, character named Tormentor who wore an executioner's hood and swung a chain. It had Belladonna, the dominatrix. It had a character who fought in a straitjacket. It had uh, so it's a deviant art the game basically. All I, Great. Of, all I can think of is like tell your parents to buy it or go to hell. Yeah, and when when you finish it, like the, the whole thing was that you were I think you were trying to charge up a meter or you were trying to work down everybody else's meters. But anyway, the end of every round, whoever won got to kill whoever they grabbed first. And in a thrilling fashion, a thrill mm-hmm. kill. If you yes, will? a thrill kill. Well, whoa, Belladonna, for example, would jam her cattle prod down oh, okay. the the victim's throat until they exploded. Uh, up their butt. That would have been cooler. Tor- yeah, that would have been cooler. Uh, that also would have justified the uh, shutdown from EA a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tormentor would wrap his chain around their neck and, and yank off their head. Do you remember various things like that? The two D fighting game. I think we talked about a radar at one point. It's like Time Killers or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Or yeah. Time to Kill. I think. Time to Kill. Yeah. It's, that's. It, it seems like a three D version of that because it, it has yeah. the same kind of like goofy I, character. I design saw that. And yeah, and it, it, it was it was similar. The character design was a little bit better. Yeah. And it, it had it also had. Uh, Dr. Faustus who was like a, a doctor with like a metal bear trap for a mouth. Nice. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and he'd, he'd just like, you know, slash people up with a scalpel because when you have a bear trap for a mouth, the first thing you're going to do is hit someone with a scalpel. I like you know, to think Peter Mullen. finesse. Like, you know, Peter Mullen is listening to this episode like, oh, yes, bear trap taking notes <laughs> for a mouth. <laughs> We're going to make a game where you are that bear trap mouth. You will, you you will eat things uh-huh. that you've never eaten before. <laughs> And we're not going. We're going to take this this great instrument of destruction. We're going to put it where your teeth are, and we're going to give you a scalpel. It's full of great finesse. It's this duality <laughs> that makes thrill kill such such this amazing human experience. And, and I and I thought this man eats with a bear trap for a mouth, but a bear trap only has two settings: open and shut. Well, how do we work with that to create gameplay? And this is the worst Peter Mullen <laughs> impression. <laughs> My story was worse. Holy shit! I thought it was great. No, yours, yours was sound, it sounded almost English. Mine, as with all my Player impressions, choice. fell apart halfway Player through. Player choice is instrumental to... Um, instrumental. Oh God, it's instrumental. I'm, I'm it's instrumental. We're going to give it large. Patrick Molyneux over here. My vision is so great that we had to shut it down. I'm so sorry. We had we to go. We had to shut it down. It had to go. It was far too violent. It had a hillbilly chewing on a human leg and using that leg as a weapon. It had uh, what was the one of the bosses was like Judas because the whole the, yeah, whole the game conceit, is set in hell. Yeah, I haven't mentioned that part. The whole conceit is that the characters are serial killers fighting in hell for a chance to get out of hell. And so one of the bosses is Judas, who's two like torsos with arms linked together at the waist, and he had an like all the characters had at least four alternate skins, so you could use four at once. And he had one that was Ryu and Ken. So, you know, you're fighting uh, dead Ryu and Ken to try and get Holy out of shit, hell. I would have read the hell out of that Bible. And then Jesus was backstabbed by Ryu and Ken in yep. one person. Mm-hmm. And this was a uh, repurposed to be that Wu-Tang fighting game. It right? was, yeah. the, the engine was, yeah. yeah. Which I think was made by Activision, wasn't it? It wasn't by EA, which is strange. Because mm. EA cannot tarnish their name with things like that. We are a family-friendly business. We will never mm-hmm. sell you an incomplete product. We will never sell you a violent product. <laughs> we will never try to chiz you with microtransactions. Anyway, moving on. Number four. Yeah. 
That is some of the only surviving audio for Castlevania Resurrection, which uh, was better known to Dreamcast fans as Dream Castlevania. It was it was uh, pretty exciting for the time. Uh, I think the only I can't remember if it was before or after the N sixty four Castlevania. I'm going to guess after. Well, there was also N sixty four that, scrap, that uh, scrap Saturn one, uh, Symphony of the Nights. Oh yeah, Symphony of the Nights, where it's just Alucard oh, flying through hoops. It's good. It's uh-huh. good, right? And then he turns into kids when he gets hit. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is a man? A miserable pile of hopes and dreams. <laughs> a miserable like, ring of balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was way better. I'm just thinking, like, you know, it's, just a, it's just a little miserable pile of just like happiness. It's like mm-hmm. this is the oxymoron. <laughs> miserable pile of love. So this was a Dreamcast yes. Castlevania. So Dreamcast Castlevania well. had kind of an interesting concept, which was time travel. It took place in both, I think, 1666 and the 1800s, starring uh, Sonia Belmont, who has since been retconned out of that series so fucking hard. And also a new character from the 1800s named Victor Belmont, who's like her distant descendant. And uh, the thing about Sonia Belmont that was interesting, she was brought in in, I think, Castlevania Adventure 3. Mm. And she's like, she was supposed to be the matriarch what of is, the Belmont. What plan. is a Castlevania Adventure 3? It was the Game Boy Castlevania. Okay. Or one of the three Game Boy Castlevanias, actually. She was, I, I think, the only female Belmont character ever. Uh, and well, there was uh, the one from, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. The yeah. one from Rondo of Blood is not a Belmont. No. I'm trying to think of any. Yeah, outside, like, any female in Castlevania that doesn't die or become the devil or a succubus. Well, there's that horrible or... Wii fighting game. That's got a lot mm. of ladies. Oh, yeah, with the Death yeah. Note artist doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's Carrie Nismo Fernandez. Midrift. Cypher Belnades. Living yeah. Wikipars. Yep. <laughs> Living that's, Breathing. That's Simon doesn't here. have highlights. To be a Wikipar. We must change that. <laughs> mm. Kids can't relate. Nope. It's true. They can't. Yeah, how can they relate to a, a guy who's not dressed in a skirt or wearing an eye patch and also wearing a skirt? I don't know how. Uh, anyway, Sonia Belmont. At the at the end of Castlevania Adventure 3, spoilers, she apparently has some sort of relationship with Alucard and then has a baby that become, grows up to be Trevor Belmont. And it's sort of implied that Alucard is the father, which would make Dracula his grandfather. <laughs> so basically, it's establishing the Belmont clan are uh, descended from Dracula, and then Irony. Uh, so they they tried to continue her storyline in Castlevania Resurrection, and it got shut down because Konami basically at this point did not believe in the Dreamcast as a platform. Like they had been developing it for a while, and it was pretty clear about a year or two in that it was not doing so well. Everybody was super pumped for PlayStation Two. And so Konami's like, fuck it, we're not supporting this anymore. Pull it out. Pull the plug. And our dreams of a 3D Castlevania died until and they were never, resurrected ever, on PlayStation ever 2. Happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why this is, you know, only number four. Because we did get a bunch of 3D Castlevanias. Not only this. did I never hear of Cast- this one either. I didn't know there was a Trevor Belmont. Does he hang out with Skylar Belmont? And yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's Castlevania 3's character. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. I haven't played a lot of Castlevania. <laughs> Which to be one's going to be Chet, though? Oh my god, who are you? I'm not someone who plays Castlevania. Clearly. Yeah. I pl- I, uh, Trevor Belmont. played and beat Castlevania 64. Wow, so did that's I. Something I actually I enjoyed can't it. Defend. I so really that's where like when it. the alcoholism started. And I, and I think that was why Castlevania Resurrection was so exciting at the time, was because 
It was like, it's a 3D Castlevania, and it's on a system that actually would, 3D would look really good. Hey, well, Fog is thematically appropriate for Castlevania. <laughs> here, so. Well, I, I can't tell for sure if it would have looked really good because the there's only test footage that exists, and it's just Sonia Belmont walking silently around uh, a dining room, and that's it. Turns out it's just a medieval Silent Hill that is never told anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably couldn't have gotten the whip physics down. I don't Kano's know. Kano's a vampire. <laughs> it's really contrived. <laughs> Alucard's pyramid head, and it's just this weird thing. And we, yeah. just, we just had to shut it down. Shut it mm-hmm. down. They misspelled his name Dracula. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's backward. God damn it. Gosh, damn it. No, no, it's different. He's Dr. Acula, the Ed Wood <laughs> character. <laughs> oh, God. That no, no, he's name. Scott Bakula. <laughs> Put on a terrifying Scott Bakula mask, everybody. You <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. unlocked the double jump, quantum leap. <laughs> you ain't no Hala Bakula? I don't know. Bakuvania resurrection. Fight. End the terror of Count Bakula once and for all. <laughs> Ziggy Belma. <laughs> I'm literally watching the podcast room like collapse within itself. It's really scary. Like yeah. We cannot go further into yeah, this like, meta well, joke. I really like playing Dracula Mania. Dracula <laughs> Mania. PC gaming joke, I got it. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Anyone fine. else watch a Dracula the Block? No? Cool, got it. Find something you guys can comment on. Mm. Number three. I don't know that number. They say, dead men tell no tales. Uh-huh. Gore Verbinski presents. tale is just beginning. But oh wait. shit, that's not something you guys can comment on because that also never came out. Uh, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Armada of the Damned. It's also a fantastic clip. They say dead men tell no tales. I Same did. goes for games. Shoot, you know what else they say? I didn't choose death. I never asked for this. If anything, death chose me. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. In whoa. Soviet Russia, death chose you. <laughs> Someone got paid to write that. That's the best Both thing. Lines. I wrote that down. It's like, yep, where's my money? It's like, so it's a pirate game. Well, they say dead men tell no tales. Keep going, keep going on fire. But I'm going to tell a story. Whoa, whoa, misdirection. What else you got? Um, no, it's just super meta. This is about the development cycle, and they were. <laughs> yeah, you best stop believing in canceled games. <laughs> You're in one. <laughs> Nice. nice. We also talked about this uh, like roughly 20 podcasts ago, I think. But it, it was a Pirates of the Caribbean action RPG, the big hook of the hook. The big uh, hook of which was that you could. Um, <laughs> you mean like the anchor point of the game? Yes, the anchor point of the game. <laughs> Excellent. The, the figurehead, if you will, of what's uh-huh. going on. They just canceled it because they realized they were going to have to put so many patches on the game after it came out. <laughs> And that, that had no peg legs to stand on. Yeah, I think there's something in here about pirates being foiled by game patches, but yeah, never mind. Uh, that terrible. Would just, that would just be parroting an earlier joke, so we should probably. <laughs> That's how I built my career, Tyler, by parroting earlier jokes. <laughs> Are we done with this one? No. <laughs> oh, no. okay. <laughs> you could you could be good or evil, or as this guy put it. Even so, he knew it were no regular ship. And that if he could restore its ancient glory. Glory? If he ah, could confirm its missing pieces, missing then he'd become pieces. the Caribbean's most powerful pirate. A legend of the sea. Or even the Dread Menace, if that were his taste. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Yeah. yeah. 
like, so oh. you could you could either become a legendary pirate or a dread pirate. And oh. if you were a dread pirate, you wore like a really high necked coat and swung an anchor around. Uh-huh. If you were a legendary pilot, you look more like Errol Flynn. Sweet. <laughs> Obviously, most people are going to go for the emo pirate who swings an anchor. Obviously. <laughs> My name is Obviously, Kyber nobody Steve knows who Errol Flint is on <laughs> this podcast. Yar, i be an emo of the seas. <laughs> Imagine a modern-day Monkey Island. I'm, I want to be a dread pirate. we got to mm-hmm. take the three tests of being a dread pirate. Mm-hmm. No one played this game. That's my age. Shut up. I'm young. Whatever. Moving on. Everyone's staring at me. Okay. Are you having an argument with yourself? <laughs> this is funny. If you just look at Parker, he'll start talking and... It's true. It's just—it's like you're you're expecting something. I'm sorry. Bring up the schizophrenia. <laughs> but all, all I think I was thinking that clip was like, and you can be a mighty dread pirate. I was thinking, oh, so if Tyler's like DJ, like smoky voice jazz man persona was trying to do a pirate, that's what you'd get. Like, so how about you do an impression for us, Tyler? I'm not a monkey. Island. Oh, that's a pretty good Tyler player. player. <laughs> that was good job on that. I am not a number. I am a free man. Oh. I like so yeah, think this... that when you become the Dread Pirate, it's just macro management of the ship's supplies and like, uh-huh. you need to swab the decks. I'm allotting you three hours to do that. We're almost out <laughs> of cured meat. We need to stop off in Havana and collect I more. I thought I you told to... you to stack these human skulls. <laughs> you have to work out spreadsheets for, for your piracy. Yes. The tallow candles are running low. We need to purchase more uh, tallow. Ah, fuck our whale prints. oil's on cooldown. <laughs> Oh, fuck, we pulled into port and forgot to purchase boiled leather. Head back, everybody. <laughs> I need the spreadsheets. Uh, uh, of dread. No. no Art, I need. Not the sales. I'm, I'm talking charts, graphs, things We're like that. We're not going to take your ship. We're just going to impose economic sanctions on you until you give us your ship <laughs> through debt. Pillage and plunder whatever you can, but make sure HR doesn't find out. Arr. Even better would be a Judge Dread pirate. In yeah. which case, you just... <laughs> I am the captain <laughs> of the ocean. But yeah, I, I was really excited about this because I think it the, it started to come out like between sequels, like before everybody had seen the third Pirates movie and lost interest in the entire franchise. That new Pirates movie with the cowboy, that one just came out. The oh, yeah, uh, the, the yeah. Lone, yeah. Pirates the lone of the pirate. Caribbean 5. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, the Lone Ranger. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Dread Cowboy, <laughs> Army Hammer. The movie that we gave up the Bioshock yeah. movie for, everyone. Don't forget, never forget. Yeah. Who? Yeah, Gore Verbinski. Oh. He was going to do the Bioshock movie. He's like, I got better pursuits, man. It's called Lone Ranger. Uh, Gonna ooh, chain uh. cinema as we know it. Has, am, has anybody seen that movie at this no. table? Nah, nah. I have. Oh, I'm sorry. It was weird. So did Johnny Depp play the most convincing Native American you've ever darn seen? It was okay. Um, there's there's a scene where they kind of put a lampshade on that. <laughs> Uh, I don't. If, if don't you're you sensitive it? about Lone Ranger spoilers, you may want to skip ahead 30 seconds, <clears throat> or shoot yourself in the face. But there's <laughs> there's a bit where they meet some actual Comanches, and it's kind of <laughs> like revealed. who the fuck is this? Yeah, well, no, no they're kind of like, oh yeah, you you believe everything Tonto said? What are you, an idiot? Like he's crazy. <laughs> he's it, just a yeah. white guy with face paint on. <laughs> he's not one he's of us. He's a pirate with scissor hands. Well, no, they're like, well, he's from a neighboring tribe, and he sort of got them all killed, and he's just crazy. You shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to what Tonto says. He's an idiot. He's, right. he's nuts. And he's also, a, he wears a bird, bird on, on his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah. He's got bird on his on his head. He's and covered it's, in like it's ash. never entirely clear if the bird is dead or not because it moves every once in a while. Wow, it's a really creepy movie, and a lot of people die. Oh, like a fuck like ton Rubinsky. of people die on screen. 
and it's totally bloodless because it's PG-13. Right. And that's what I love about his movies. Like, he can just murder, like, mm-hmm. ships and trains and, like, carriages full of people. It's like, ha, no blood. Can't say nothing. Man, imagine dying at the hands of someone named Army Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're laughing the whole time. And knowing it's short for like Arm End Hammer. That's your name. I put him in my fridge when I I know it's thinking. Armand Hammer, but Arm End Hammer, for fuck's sake. Armand Asante Hammer. <laughs> uh, so who's actually, actually making this game? Uh, this was Buena Vista, I think, wasn't it? Buena Vista, okay. Disney Interactive? Don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not to be confused no, with Alta Vista, the... Uh, no, Buena engine. Vista Interactive was before Disney Interactive, so it would have been Disney Interactive. Okay. Well, like, this is really good comedy. Well, the, yeah, the, the top seven, not top seven, top five, like, oh, we wish these, this game came out. We're making fun of, we're, we're shitting all over Pirates of the Caribbean, but this game actually looked kind of fun. Cause it it did. Like, it's open. It, you know, it has no real time with the movie canon, so we don't have to, like, yeah. shoehorn well, in, that like, world, Pure like, Nightly or anything. The, the magical pirate world it's was rad fun. as hell. Yeah. And, I, like, they're being edgy. It's like, oh, yeah, well, well first of all, we're going to say, damn, the title of a Disney game. Whoa. And uh, they're also like, yeah, no, like, there, there's violence. You kill people in this game. It's not like, oh, I hit them with the dread anchor and they're KO'd. It's like, no, you, you kill people in the game. You go on missions. There's, mm-hmm. like, the mirage. It's like, oh, this is, like, You're, you're clearly stabbing game. into dudes. Yeah, like, those dudes be stabbed. Mm-hmm. Why was it canceled? Because it also costs money. Yeah, that's probably it. It was oh. it was a kind of a semi-original IP. It would have been a lot of money. Why, I'm just why, spitballing here. I don't actually know. Well, it's just like movies like, I don't know, say The Lone Ranger. Uh-huh. Uh, studios are able to, like, whether multiple multi-million dollar disasters and, like... Uh, Lone Ranger 2. Let's get started, guys. And that's because, like, Why? billions of people will pay to see movies. No, but I mean, this, like, they can lose multi-millions of dollars and then, like... Well, I'm sure yeah, the games are seen more as, like, hat contracts or t-shirt contracts. Right. Or it's just exactly. vestigial It's like, we're gonna have to spend how much on this hat? Fuck that. And then yeah. all the hat enthusiasts get pissed off. <laughs> well, no. And they go to Neo Hat and start posting... <laughs> Sexism in the hat industry. In the yeah. hat, yes. <laughs> are these snapbacks? Are like? Are they? Are they perpetuating the patriarchy? Find out in our thread that you have to sign up for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like imagining like the Last of Us Subway deals. Oh man, all plate life is consuming us, and it's fresh here at Subway. Yeah, if only they'd included Subway logos in the like multiplayer beta for well, I, for Last mm-hmm. of Us. Oh, that's, that's all I know about Lone, Lone Ranger. That's all I know is, oh, that's that Subway movie. Subway movie? That's, all, I, that's where all the ads are. Wow, okay. That's true. Subway is advertising, or was advertising the ever-loving hell out of the Lone Ranger. Well, Lone Ranger is apparently bombing, so. Yes. Well, that's what happens when you go to Subway as your chief <laughs> ad- advertiser. No, Arby's is still worse. Anytime I see anything advertised in Arby's, I'm like, man, your ad budget must have been zero dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> They sell hey, food, yeah. right? If I had ever seen anything advertised at Arby's, I'd have to have been to an Arby's ever. Oh, I just owned myself. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. When you're from the Midwest, it's that or Burger King. And for variety's sake, you got to. Like, you know, like the tagline is, I'm thinking Arby's. It's like, I'm thinking Arby's i they thinking not Arby's because you just put that in my head. Ovens? Dude, okay. It's the Midwest, no man. They've no never shit. heard of those things. No. <laughs> Grim is bringing up a great point. There's a town next to us called Ogden. Ogden, Kansas, already has the most like Ogdenville backwards name. North Haverbrook. <laughs> it has. It has. Uh, uh, Thirty-one minutes, fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're filling so up close. time real good. Ogden, Kansas, has a military tactical equipment store, a gun punch shop, a gun range, a new 
gun store. It's not a pawn shop. You can buy like freshly made tactical weaponry and one gas station that has like a bunch of cans in the back. And that is literally the grocery store of this town. Is the tactical weaponry organically grown? Mm. Locally sourced? Actually, it's right next to the military compound. So yeah, actually. Oh, okay, well, awesome. <laughs> is it armory to table? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is a nice place, though. No, you, I, that sounds terrible. So, what yeah. are you talking about? I'm sorry. So I'm not going to say a bad thing about a town where I just literally said they have more nothing, guns than Nothing food. but guns. Yeah, that's a fair point. But how do they feel about piracy there? Um, Captain Sterling, you see. I, I knows him. Served under him. through. Was a gunner on the nemesis. Uh, got your attention now, eh? Yeah, because I'm thinking about nemesis. Star Trek. Yeah, yes. that, that was the guy I talked to at the store. He was oh, like, okay. yeah, he served on the Nemesis. So, uh, <laughs> you looking at a Glock or you just want to try it out? You know, I'm trying to run a business here. Yep, we got a range downstairs. Arr, arr, a pirate range. <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. See, that you did the DJ voice and you came off like that pirate guy. Fucking called it. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> okay, now say how appropriate you fight like a cow. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am no man's puppet. Number two. I can't help thinking this is always where my troubles begin. It looks so simple. Help out a pretty dame, kick some tail, and leave town. But it never ends up that way. Things get real complicated, real fast. And then canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after after last week's episode, I can't help but notice Ben's voice sounds about an octave higher than it did in the first game. This is, of course, Full Throttle 2 Hell on Wheels, huh. which was shown once at, I think, E3 2003 in a trailer and never again. was canceled shortly thereafter because <laughs> LucasArts was like, we don't want to make adventure games anymore. We want to make Star Wars games and mercenaries. We're going to live forever. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a thing, which is a shame. You didn't realize Full Throttle 2 was a thing? I did. Oh, wow. I played the heck out of the first one. Yeah, there's like some, a bunch of test footage and concept art and screenshots. Very little of which actually features any characters on a bike, strangely. Yeah. Mostly it's just, you know, the polecats wandering around. Yeah! And uh, Who we talked about last week. Oh, the cats. most legitimate bike gang there ever done there was. Second most legitimate bike gang there ever done there was. Who was the first? Oh, yeah, it was the first. I didn't listen. Was it? Oh, okay. Oh, oh no, who no. was the first? Who was the first? Yes. Oh, The Lost. Who's on What's first? on second? Oh, the Lost. What? No. Who? The Does lost. this include uh, Ride to Hell Retribution? <laughs> yes, it did. Hell yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The, the Lost were, were, were not legitimate. They were, they were in the most unreputable businesses. That's true. The Polkas are like, we run a legitimate mechanic. What do you think we are, a gang? That's what we, we decided that they, they were a legitimate front that wasn't a front for anything. No, we thought they were a front for meth cats. Oh, right. That's right. Yes, they that's they right. had an animal shelter, and like the polecats take care of these local animals. We also hooked them on meth. So, yeah, Full Throttle 2 is, I think, the reason. Didn't Tim Schafer recently say like he wanted to buy the Full Throttle brand from LucasArts and now from Disney? Oh, he yeah, hasn't Disney had any owns success. That. Yeah. Uh, weird. Disney owns Full Throttle now and will most likely never do anything with it. They're going to put ever. him in a no. Disney Infinite. You get a little Ben figurine. He's oh, going to start out. He's I'll a little buy cuter. that. <laughs> I feel like it would just like cost Disney. 
any money to like hire someone to pay attention to these IP and sell them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, eh, we could just let them sit and not answer your letters instead. To be fair, mm. they gave Harmonics a whole lot of money to make what's it called, uh, Fantasia. Yeah. And that doesn't look very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, like, serious question. Has Tim Schafer worked on any sequel that isn't Monkey Island? Has he ever worked on anything with a two at the end? Stacking two, Costume Quest two, Psychonauts <laughs> two, <laughs> Brutal, <laughs> Brutal Legend two. Brutal, He's a creative man. You can't hold Gr him back. Grim Fandango, which is definitely yeah, gonna Grim, get a Grim sequel. Fandango Am I right? Good. But then again, he came up in an era when sequels, you know, weren't the sure bets that they were. An original IP was everywhere. And we all lived in castles in the sky. I was like, holy shit, there's a time where it was times. like... It cost so much to heat that place. It, it really did. I'm glad we all live on the ground now. Yeah. It's much less exciting, but much much less expensive. You guys would only get this if you uh, were born in the 80s. That's true. And you lived in a sky castle. <laughs> 80s kid. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Fucking yeah. I have to deal with a BART strike on my local trans. And you guys are like, skylines. Yeah. yeah. Too, too bad everybody stopped living in sky castles in 92 after the great sky castle yep. crash. Big bummer. Thanks, when they all literally crashed into <laughs> the ground. But, uh, yeah, so was there any reason why this guy canned, or was it just... It well, it was basically LucasArts didn't want to do adventure games anymore. I didn't think adventure games made money. Didn't want to spend get money on adventure games. That's so sad. It just went Walking nowhere. Dead didn't happen. Yeah. Well, this was way before Walking Dead. I'm saying, like, the, yeah, I'm making a joke. Like, oh, this adventure was, games aren't going to get popular this ever. Was, this was ten years ago. So this has been shit-canned for, like, a decade. And so to be really honest, the bottom of the shit LucasArts adventure games would not do very well right now. Unless mm. you're Tim Schafer and you're kickstarting something, totally yeah. ripping off all the fans. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Man. But even then, I'm that's only right, because. Well, maybe that's why he ran out of money. Maybe he's like, "Well, I actually just spent the three point three million dollars to buy back full throttle from Disney." <laughs> Sucker! That's well, what happened. It's a lot easier to look successful when your entire campaign is funded by the only people that care about it. So it's exactly. like, well, look at all the money this is making in. It's like even then, that game will not sell to people who don't play games. It will not sell to a mainstream yeah. audience. No, no one will care. A game won't sell to people who don't play games. Every well, I mean, a game won't sell to people that aren't people who know that Tim Schafer who he is. That's well, what Michael is saying is literally. Every person who's going to buy Double Fine Adventure has already today bought Double Fine Adventure. Well, there except are no for me. new sales. I'll, I'll buy it when it comes out. I'll buy out. it. I, I'm Michael going to get it and go. They're going to go, holy shit, we made, we, like, there are these two unexplained copies. Who got those? Who got those? Yeah. And, and then they're like, we we're going to the hunt people. those people down and give them a million dollars. No, they're going to go, exactly. oh, they went, oh shit, Grim got them for like Christmas or something. Like, yeah. here, a play full this. Of Tim Schafer's beard clippings. Yeah, like, here you go, shitbag. <laughs> play this. I'm and then I'll sniff Tim them Schaefer. and I'll be like, these aren't beard clippings. And you can't stop me. <laughs> They're... They're just regular hair. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to say mutton chops. They're, they're just like the, the muttony parts. Yeah, I do I do wonder, though, if... You're going to have to get a Tim too. Shaver I, to get this. Uh, <laughs> if you, I heard muttony, <laughs> and I just thought that was a PC game I've never played. It's like a castle sim. Muttony. <laughs> <laughs> muttony. I, I do wonder, though, if Full Throttle 2 it's could actually based. do well. Like in, in in Regardless of that it's an adventure game. If people would actually take it seriously in like a post GTA world, like where everything's so fucking gritty and realistic, and like even at its, it was edgy for its time, the first Full Throttle. But like looking back on it, it's like well, this is very PG thirteen. It really is. Yeah, the yeah. motorcycle yeah. game that commits no real crime outside of uh -huh. 
And you've, you've also got the mischief, like the comic weirdly mischief. comic mischief. Yeah, the, the, right the almost yeah. mystical the, the other gangs. Like you have the Cavefish, which are a group of bikers who just literally live in a cave, yes, wear them. night vision goggles, and dress like fucking sand people from Star Wars. And ride the Akira bike. Yeah, they ride crotch rockets. Lie down here. Yeah. And the Weeaboo gang got uh-huh. it. And then you you discover that they they use the, uh, the little bumps on the road, like the divider bumps, to see where the road is going. So you remove some of them, and they all crash. And die. Yep. So that's the world's shittiest bike game. Yeah. So very PG thirteen. So basically, when someone goes full throttle, uh-huh. they're like, "Hey, we should, we should bring it back a bit." That's that's yeah. You people. know what nope. they should do? Nope. <laughs> okay. They should have like some DMV or something by the license. Do like full throttle. Maybe you shouldn't go full throttle. Biker safety video number one. Mm-hmm. And you have Ben be like, "I always wear a helmet." And a bright jacket so cars can see me. The polecats are not hired goons. <laughs> the polecats don't wear sleeveless stuff. Have you ever heard of Road Rash? <laughs> we wear full back. I love that game. <laughs> the game. actual Road Rash, not so much. The polecats never wear all black at night. That's not reflective. Mm-hmm. In fact, we avoid riding at night if at all possible. It's much more dangerous. one. <laughs> <laughs> What, do you think that people suddenly aren't fucking Mega Man fans? What, do you think people aren't actually buying the fucking 3DS? Did you ever fucking think that if you're not bringing games out for a platform that's not actually going to succeed, so you're never going to fucking see money? And hell, even if you are fucking thinking something like that, why the fuck would you announce it and then just take it away? That is Alpha Omega Sin of YouTube. Uh, He is the number one result on YouTube when you look for Mega Man Legends 3. And it's just him ranting for like nine and a half minutes about Mega Man Legends 3 being canceled mm. and how he wants to hurt everyone at Capcom. Yeah. <sighs> that man is my spirit animal. <laughs> Whenever it's, I get You transform mad, into him to commit an animality? No, oh no, like that that is the guy who like enters my soul and takes over my body whenever I get mad mm. over dumb bullshit like Oh man, all these glass bottles, I can't recycle these. This is so fucking dumb. Don't they want me to fucking recycle? Yeah. I just want to, like, you know, save the planet and they won't, like, Kansas, all they do is they recycle aluminum and they recycle plastic, but they don't recycle glass. Oh my fucking god. More like crapsis. Ha. <laughs> you do that into a camera I, and you've got a YouTube video. Seriously, yeah, that's really that, Like, the, the voice of irrationality is that in mm-hmm. me, and I'm so sorry you had to experience that right now. Uh, and it's great to watch thinking, like, this guy's talking to a camera. He's not actually looking at an audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't do like a stand-up thing, which is like he's oh, hoping he's yeah. hoping an audience comes to him. Yeah, he's being angry into his monitor, which I do often. But, but anyway, Mega Man Legends Three was originally slated for 3DS, supposed to come out a few years ago, was dropped, and Mega Man fans who had already been who already felt burned because Mega Man Universe, which honestly looked fucking horrible, got flushed down the tubes, and then Mega Man Legends Three, which they were really looking forward to because everybody loved Mega Man Legends. That got the plug pulled on it, and they went uh, apeshit berserk, yep. as, as many of us would. And they've become the second worst fandom in video games. The first <laughs> is Sonic fan. Well, at least the opinions but only... expressed by me do not represent the opinions of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. <laughs> also true. Wow. But, but Sonic, uh, the only thing I dislike about Sonic fans is the preponderance of Sonic fan art yeah, see, that like, depicts the right, characters well, they, either fucking or uh, on their knees well, weeping before wait, Jesus on right. the cross. In this case, there's no game for them to talk about, so it's the same sort of both. Right? It's everything but the game. <laughs> well, I don't want to give the impression that we're bringing the game up at number one just to trash it. 
Because we are. So. Well, okay. no, 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 no. I can defend this. The list was the ones that we were sad got canceled. Yeah. And this is like. It's not that we're like. I, we I was hated sad that got game. canceled. It got canceled. I mean, it had a lot of interesting things going for it. It had a fan community. The whole idea was that like fans would contribute to help design the levels. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of interaction. Like the the test the the early footage that they put in the trailers looked really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know it had the the cachet of like we all loved Mega Man Legends back in the PS one days. Those of us who played it, Tyler. <laughs> it was what's a Mega Man. It's it's a game that's a lot of fun. It's like a Mario, but shoots. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my views do not reflect that of each. Yeah. So oh, it was God, it was actually die. canceled for reasons similar to why Castlevania Resurrection was canceled on Dreamcast. In that Capcom had what was the highest ranked game of the 3DS's launch, which was Street Fighter Four, sold like ass, mm-hmm. and 3DS was selling like ass. And they looked at it and they thought, well, maybe we don't need to support this thing, even though it has this very rabid fan base. Well, it's also the fact the fan base was pretty heavily incorporated into the actual process of making the game. Yeah. And when you draw people in and say, please come in and do this, and they do it, and it's like, wow, you guys actually participate a lot, and then go, sorry. It's like, that's they're going to feel shitty forever, and that's why they feel shitty about it. And it's Mm -hmm. like... It's so far beyond the point of the game. It's the point of like, hey, we want the community to be a part of this. And then it's like, you're a part of this. We're killing this whole thing and fuck you. Not fuck you. They didn't say that. But it's like, that's why they're so pissed. And I understand that. But it's like, there is a certain point where you just fucking move on. And you let it go. And you never will. Well, on on the other hand, I I can get it. It's sad to think there there probably won't be another Mega Man Legends game. Because, well, that's the other thing. That the Mega Man Legends games... Did not do well in the first right. place. Yes, because that's an important point to note. Everybody was like me and was a fuck ass and pirated them, and so <laughs> games did not do great. And uh, they, Capcom was looking at those metrics and it's like, well, even though we've got this fan base that's interested, how do we know they're actually going to buy the game when it comes out? Which is it just makes more and more sense for even large companies to just do Kickstarter style stuff. Where it's like, mm-hmm. as long as you have people that. I mean, not to say Kickstarter is just pre-orders, but I mean, at the same time, you are technically pre-ordering the product. And I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like, that seems to be the business model of the future. It's like, they can make niche products like this if they have your money. Yeah, you're you're proving the viability of your product in the process of funding your product. Mm -hmm. It's a little quantifiable amount. We got this much money. This is how much we'll get support for it. Wow. It's almost like we don't have to worry about losing gajillions and bajillions of dollars. And then, like, Capcom... Like, the, the one joke that I can't stand is, oh, Capcom doesn't like Mega Man, and it's like, there's been more Mega Man representation in the last, like, 12 months than there's been in years, and that, 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 those comments still come up. Like, yeah, there, was a new, and, there was a new Mega Man game that was free, but since it was PC only, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, it was made by a fan! Yeah. yeah, it was made by a fan. Also, it would run on literally any PC if you are capable of getting I on the it. internet. And plugging a controller into your computer, it will yeah. run. Not even. It works on a, on a keyboard, and it's actually not like, are, that bad. It's not are great. you happy, Brett? Can, can we leave now? <laughs> Please put the gun down. Don't look at him. Well, okay. Also, yeah. I mean, if you're continuously, over the course of years, griping about Capcom's appreciation for Mega Man... Please find a new interest. Gaming, there's so, there are so many games. Be a Call of Duty fan. You will never not be happy. 
There will always be something out for you. I'm just saying. You'll get a new thing every month. You'll like get if, a if this is seriously or... causing a bane in your forehead, Capcom, Mega Man support. I didn't make this number one so we could yell at Mega Man fans. But I really do I hate know. them so. But they should, they should really stop. <laughs> we're being objective. We're being journalists. We're looking at the good side. I, I and then we're yelling at them. I never made that clip. <laughs> no, we're being journalists. We're going, to fuck you! Trying to save your ass, Grim. No, I'm uh, not saying they fuck come, you. I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know, pop, pop, life is grand. It. Life is more than Mega Man. It's you should well, be the legend, sort of. But <laughs> <laughs> please make any point that justifies that statement. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Uh, Mega Man Legends. It was the thing is, it's like it was a series that it was like an alternate take on Mega Man. It was set in like this weird. Miyazaki-esque world where like there were flying boats and shit and Mega Man had a family and he had a love interest who was a pirate and uh, that's how most people got their copies of Mega Man Legends and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bringing it back to pirates but dread pirates but it's just sad to think that like we will most likely never revisit that world unless Capcom someday decides to start over from scratch and say like okay we're we're going to make an actual good Mega Man Legends 3 now on a platform that isn't the most popular handheld in the but world how right sad now sad is it to think that how sad um sadder than thinking about that awful Mega Man iPad game <laughs> where you have to use microtransactions to level up Mega Man. Brett whatever Cox the fuck the gun. that was. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's lots of Mega Man fans that want sequels to the post-Battle Network games that I forget the name of because they're atrocious and really bad. And, and they, they, those never had sequels in their heyday. <sighs> oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah, they, sorry. How many sequels? Like seven, eight? There's like eight in a, like a year. They, no, they ran out of numbers. So they're like, oh, now it's uh, fuck black and white and yeah. red and blue. Well, they, and then they made Jack Mega and Man diamonds and bullshit like that. Mega Man Star Force. Yes. And like by that point, it's like I they ran out have of no interest in even knowing what this is. Right, exactly. And that's kind of why they stopped making Mega Man games. And I mean, that may be their own fault, but <laughs> but the ZX, like Mega Man ZX, was pretty good, wasn't it? I didn't ever play it. Oh, okay. It was Sorry. a DS side scroller. Uh, I think the last one I played was uh, the Zero Collection on DS. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think oh, no, that I might have been 10. one of them. I played 10. Oh, yeah, Mega Man 10 on what, SNES? Oh, yeah. No, Mega Man Rad 10 on the DLC Oh, sorry, that's like 10, PS3 not X. Or, yeah. uh, sorry, I was thinking about Roman numerals. Rocky 6, Adrian's Revenge. Yeah. I think I think what Mega Man thirty. <laughs> the look on your face, you're I'm, like I'm time stamping the Simpsons references. <laughs> Wait, I need to know: is there like a Twitter account somewhere where like it's just a chrono, like a just like a page chrono? Oh, I can't say words. They are writing down every. That's why you're made. here. I can't speak the English good. Whatever. A Twitter account where it has all of our Simpsons references on it. It's kind of like quotes, but it's Simpsons quotes. I like well, the idea of someone regurgitating me regurgitating quotes. It's like yeah. the Ouroboros of pop culture is complete. <laughs> Just eating your own shit. <laughs> it's not what Ouroboros does. Uh, he eats his tail. Yeah, his I'm sorry. He poops ass. out of that tail. If you ate your own ass, ass, you'd be like, hmm, little Man. shitty. Uh, he's, he's a one-man human centipede who's also a snake. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, and then I did Human snakeipede? Oh. Shit. Well, yeah. Uh, so, Mega Man, it would have been fun. But it did Possibly. happen, and everyone got mad, and it's just not unjust. It some rumors going around it wouldn't I, have been. I don't know. It, it never, it never came out. Cost we'll too never. much to fix. <laughs> uh, why, why do people? I don't know. 
We know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. Some fan in the forum is gonna get the source files. He's gonna make it in his own free time. It's gonna come out. Everyone's gonna support it. Capcom will go. Oh, this isn't licensed. We don't support it. And they'll change their heart and go. Now we do support it. Like every other retro, you know, quotations game that comes out. Whenever what video game industry have you been paying have attention to? Have you seen to? like those Double Dragon remakes people do, where it's like, oh, this is even better than like old Double Dragon, and it's just like some guy who has no nothing better to do but to just make really good, like, just take old game content and just nothing better sure to no. do than make really good things. I've I've seen a Bobo's Big Adventure, and that was fucking amazing. But, and I'm pretty sure that. But I never range. I never saw American. American Techno step up and say like, oh yeah, that was really good. Let's make another Double Dragon game. Even though Double Dragon Neon came out afterward anyway. Yeah, like, you know, that, yeah, like, but that wasn't as fun. The fan, I mean, you know, the fan projects that come out. Well, I'm pretty sure Sega squashed that Streets of Rage remake that was in the pipes for years yeah, and years Yeah, so stuff ago. like yeah. that. Stuff like that. Here's what I'm going to say. Stop being fans of things. Fandoms are yeah. stupid. Just drink and hate everything. Stop like liking don't, 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 don't be a fan of drinking. The Laser Time Network. <laughs> Just play a game. Laser Time Network officially discourages liking things. <laughs> yeah. Except for us. Like us on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like be a fan. Like nothing but... Dark Souls. Like still Facebook, good. Because that's good. totally meaningful. Like us on... Cars. Cars are good, too. If you guys like, like racing on, games. Like us on Twitter. Retweet our faces. Like cars. Just the concept of cars. I just think about it and I get a half chub. <laughs> Michael, do you ever think that there's a correlation between you liking Simpsons and you not liking anything else? Yes. Okay. Frequently. Okay. So, Mega Man Legends. All it's right. a game. It's a game. I don't think well, we have a whole lot more to talk not. about unless anybody does. I did like that Polygon article about the other Scrap Mega Man game where they gave him that gritty reboot and he was like this hardcore looking dude. Oh yeah, that was great. That looked really neat. I would have bought that. It was by the Metroid two? Prime people or whatever. Uh, oh, but. shit. <laughs> yeah, it looked good. Was well, that an actual thing or is that just I, what I, fans I are saying? I swear to Michael Grimm. That's not me just riffing. Now there's an actual. It was a Scrap Mega Man game that was, I think, scheduled for GameCube, and it was by the Prime people. Huh. And it's Mega Man, except he's just like this aggro American cyborg. He doesn't look Whoa. anything like Mega Man or act anything. So like it's Metroid Mega Prime, Man. but the blasters on the other hand. Essentially, it sort sounds of, more yeah. like Which I'm totally Bomberman X Zero, but it's Mega Man. Yeah, and we'll go. With that game probably became Bomberman X Zero. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we have all these assets. Fuck it. Yep, yeah, let's sell it to Hudson. Act Zero was Hudson the, has no taste. Hudson has second. no money either, though, so you can't sell him anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you could have back in the day. Uh, it was yeah. the second game I reviewed, I think, for Games Radar. Huh. Bomberman Act Zero. I am Zero? so sorry. Yeah, right oh. after Super Dragon Ball Z, I believe. Oof. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. First game I reviewed for Games Radar? Fun times. Arcana Heart. For PS2. Oh, hey, is that good? It's a fighting but see, game. that's it actually is. up your alley. Yeah, I was like, that's actually well, I wasn't quite into Moe anime fighting games at that <laughs> yeah, point. No, no, no. Everybody's into Moe <laughs> anime fighting games all the time. All the time. The, the number one genre in all countries, <laughs> all consoles, all systems, all years. All these fucking douche bros buying their Moe anime fighting games. <laughs> but how like yeah. that Capcom fighting style? We Lining know. up on <laughs> launch day for Arcana Heart Black Ops 2. Mom, I'm picking the Sundari character. I'm not taking the garbage out right now. God. Ken, Ken Levine has to like make a statement. It's like, guys, the cover for Bioshock Infinite's not kawaii enough, so we got to make it so the dude bros will like it. So it's just Elizabeth with big giant anime eyes. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We How had to can do you it. make her less threatening? Uh, no, we have maybe, no. maybe. Well, maybe she needs like little angry eyebrows and also a little thing in her hair that sort of perks up in a heart shape. Can the she be thirteen and like really creepy? The protagonist isn't indecisive enough. We need him to stutter more <laughs> and uh, delay making Tyler, an important do you decision. Think? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> there you there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 
なんだよでも、I mustn't run away! I mustn't run away! I mustn't run away! He needs to sound like he's coming with every line! But yeah, no, question of the week. What thing do you love so we can tell you you, you shouldn't? That's not the question of the week. <sighs> But we will talk about the question of the week in our second segment. We're going to take a break. Yay. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to do a community segment. It's going to be awesome. Stay I tuned. I hate all of that. Hey listeners, you enjoying the show so far? Well, maybe you want to help us keep our momentum going. You can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We love the five star reviews, especially. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on our site, and we'll get a little cut of any money you spend. You can buy a t shirt from store.lasertimepodcast.com. You can comment on our articles or post on our forums.、Uh, answer the question of the week. Let us know what you like or don't like about the show. I mean, we're flexible. We like hearing about this stuff. You can donate if you're feeling really generous. But be sure to put a note on it saying it's for VigiGameApocalypse.com or the money won't go to us. Finally, you can follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody.、Uh, since you survived that awful, awful first segment, it's time for new releases. These are the new releases. They are releasing new releases. These are the new releases. Everybody cherishes them. I do want to talk about.、Uh, Deus Ex: The Fall, which came out last week, technically by this point, but I wrote、uh, as, as we're recording this. I just finished writing a review of it, and it's actually quite good, which、did、was a surprise. Did you give it an orange out of ten? I did, <laughs> or a lemon lime out of ten. <laughs> it was actually a four out of five, so an eight out of ten. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Numbers. But yeah, you were sending me、uh, emails from、yeah. the game today. And yeah, little, little, little callbacks to other games with like、uh, Gunner, Gunther with the skull gun,、yes. sending an email about it.、Uh, I, one thing I didn't send you was that there's like a Rage Comics face、uh, drawn as graffiti on a wall somewhere, but that seemed dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear Rage Face and I already get irritated.、Uh-huh. But no, yeah, it,、uh, it looked like it cared. More it, than it the average、care. iOS game. It does、mm-hmm. care. And it's, it's actually like four iOS games, which I think the standard bearer is kind of Angry Birds. Like, it's, they, they've actually been doing things lately that are very impressive. <laughs> I'm just imagining Adam Jensen's head just f l u n g into a wall of like augments. I didn't ask for this. Just pigs with eyes from Kane, like Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you just、exactly. keep saying every time he's like, I didn't ask for this. Every time he's playing. Peggle. <laughs> that's, that's one of the other minigames.、Uh, yes. I'm not big into books. Sadly, <laughs> JC Denton. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Sadly,、uh, Ben Saxon, the new character,、uh, apparently did ask for this. He, and he doesn't have a catchphrase, but he does hang out with Anna Kelso, I think.、Uh, that's the guy from that 70s show. This、no. 70s show. Well, it's, he was so wacky. Those 70s shows? <laughs> She was in a, a book, Icarus Effect. And、oh. she apparently、uh, got her eyes cut out by the tyrants, which Ben Saxon、oh, used to be a member of. And you play through the tutorial as a member of the tyrants with the other members of the tyrants, who are the, the augmented bosses from Human Revolution,、right. helping you、the、out.、Best. Yeah. With the hearts on the outside.、Uh-huh. So that's their weak point. Yeah, exactly. And then they glow red when you know it's time to shoot.、Yeah. They have little shutters that open on them. They have three times in a row. Uh huh. 
<laughs> that game was so forward thinking and modern. Yeah, it really was. But surprisingly, like it's actually a pretty good approximation of the Deus Ex experience. Like the the levels are really polished. They everything looks great. Uh, there's really cool lighting effects, which on iOS is pretty impressive. Mm. There is some unevenness there, where like you'll run into people. Like you see Ben's face, and it's all like super detailed. Looks like a current gen video game character, uh-huh. and then he goes up and talks to somebody whose head. Looks like somebody put a wig on a balloon and like poked a little <laughs> hole in it for the mouth. It's just the original PlayStation mascot, Polygon. <laughs> Basically, hey. may as well be. Hey, Ben. After I got my balloon head augment, things were never the same. <laughs> Make sure to pre-order Jumping Flash, Ben. <laughs> but I'm just talking about ask for it. graphics. I think the big thing is that it actually it has touchscreen controls on a what's essentially a first-person shooter, and they work for yeah. the most part. They work really well, and it's comfortable. When you are just exploring the world and digging through trash cans to find obscene <laughs> amounts of credits. Mm. And also it works pretty well like when you're crouched against cover and enemies don't know you're there and you can just casually aim a headshot and pop them. When you're actually in a firefight and you have to move and aim and shoot, like that is instant death for me almost every time uh, because I cannot line up a shot. I lose track of where the touch buttons are to fire. It's just untenable. It's too confusing. And huh. I think I, I kind of got used to it toward the end. It's about it's about five hours long, and it's just the first episode. Oh. That's worth pointing out. Like You spend almost the entire game in Panama City, which is one big continuous world with you know lots of things to do and scrounge to and people to talk to. And that Van Halen song just loops endlessly in the sure, background. Sure. Everything is yellow. Everything is yellow. Well, it is Day's X. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I do love that. Oh, I love Human Revolution so much. It's a very good yeah. game. It definitely carries over that visual aesthetic where everything is like aesthetic. with a gold filter. Aesthetic. Uh, <laughs> And every, everything with a gold line around it is something you can pick up mm. or interact with. And that's, that was actually kind of a point of contention for me is that there were a lot of places where I'd find things. Like I sent you a picture of a stripper like surrounded by credits and every credit has a little dialogue bubble over it that says take. Yes. It's like you can take everything that isn't nailed down and nobody gives a shit. That stripper will not even stop da- stop dancing if you steal all her tips. And like how is a stripper going to shove a credit into her G-string? It's like not possible. She's not. She's going to leave them scattered all chafe. over the floor for you to take. And then some jerk hole is going to come and take her earnings for the evening. Yeah. And Ugh. she never asked for that. No she war never but class war, guys. No <laughs> war but class war. <laughs> but how much... It's the million dollar question. Michael, uh-huh. How much... Will I expect to pay for this entertainment experience? Seven dollars, six ninety nine, six ninety nine. All right, yeah, it's under the seven dollar price. Although I, I, yeah. <laughs> I will say, it does have microtransactions, but in an interesting twist, those microtransactions are completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like Whoa. you will, if if you scrounge, you will always have enough credits for everything. And that's another thing. Like the the way you get items in this, mm-hmm. you have a when you go to the pause menu, there's like a store tab. You go into there, and even if you're in the middle of a firefight when you pause the game, you can say, like, I need this gun and these grenades, and you buy them there, and they will be in your inventory, and you can just unload with them right there. And if you run out of credits, then you can go and actually buy more credits with real money. Uh. But I never actually had to do that. I always had plenty of money for whatever I needed. So, you know, don't, don't, don't let that scare you away. Well, it's a nice concession to the modern gamer. You know, guys like me that ride the bus to their 
the night shift at Arby's, and mm-hmm. I got to play it on the bus. And I need a new gun right now. You do need a new gun, gun right now <laughs> before like I replenish the tub of horses. Uh, well, you don't want to say like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to go back to a checkpoint and then like find my way back to the gun store. Gotta play. And find this out they're out of guns, and I have to go to the, the other gun store across town. And the drive throughs piling up with RBQ orders. <laughs> and I gotta slice that roast beef. No yeah. one's happy to be uh, there. You're not happy to be there. <laughs> And your character in Deus Ex is like, I need to have my Amazon Prime delivery that mm-hmm. just magically appears in my jacket. Uh, Amazon Prime rib. <sighs> whoa. From the Amazon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa suddenly, not, Arby's got good. Let's not blow this crossover marketing <laughs> attempt. So is this an iPad-only thing? iOS-only, yes, for now. You can play it on your iPhone. Oh. Okay, so but, it but is... Here's, but here's the thing that pissed me off early on, is that preach, preach, they Michael. said it was going to be iPad 2 and up. Did not work on my iPad 2. I had to borrow an iPad from the office. And then, like, when it came out, they're like, iPad 3 and up. Uh, iPad 2 support coming soon. Uh, so, that was annoying. Boo. Bummer. But, and, and I've been playing, I played it a little bit on my iPhone 4S, and you really don't need to do that. Like, it, it's very hard to see anything. So, I, I would strongly discourage playing it on an iPhone, yeah. unless you really want to. I really do. It's my only option. Okay. Oh, actually, wait. Oh, so, no, like, what about an iPod Touch? I, iPod Touch is basically the same, although so, okay. it only works on fifth generation, apparently. Do you Shit. work at MacLife? It's you the same thing, but <laughs> not a phone. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Get how a are phone. you going to. Well, from the, from the perspective I know of Technomancer, it's, yeah. it's the same thing. I know. Same thing. I'm just, I'm just, I want to know. I just want to know if I can play some Deus Ex, okay? What yeah. else is on the list here, Michael? It's okay. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4, which that comes I out this played. week? Apparently. Huh. I know that uh, I have something topical to say about this. Two, okay. Th- okay. Two yeah. things, actually. Please <laughs> do. So there's a current promotion on Nintendo's eStore. If you purchase this and Fire Emblem Awakening, you get a $30 credit for the Nintendo eStore, which is applicable to both 3DS well, and Wii U games. Golly! That's actually That's a fucking almost, good deal. It is a good deal. That's almost buy one, get one free. Uh, I'm not sure if it applies if you've already purchased Fire Emblem, which it should, but... Hashtag BOGO. Hashtag BOGO, yes. Hashtag <laughs> BOGO. Um, <laughs> boo only give once. <laughs> boo only give once. Huh. Uh, uh, which makes sense. Who's Boo? Boo. Uh, boo Radley. Oh, okay. Boo Ridley. <laughs> not not Boo from Monsters Inc. Ridley Scott. Uh, who's the girl from 10? Bo Derek. Bo Derek. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Bo only give Wait. once. Bo. Which was the one from uh, of, uh, the Phil girl. Mockingbird? That's Boo Radley. Got it. Cool. I know literary That's references. the guy from... Uh, anyway, the, the other thing was uh, there's that deal, which is worth doing. If okay. you, you have to register it on uh, your Club Nintendo or whatever. So mm-hmm. you do both of those. And my other point was, uh, it's probably too late now, but the pre-order bonus on Amazon for this game was a custom outfit for the main character, and it changes his trench coat into basically a cardboard trench coat that looks like Amazon shipment boxes. So it's the Amazon <laughs> smile logo and barcodes all stitched together, and that's oh what he's God. wearing. It's probably the best pre-order bonus I've ever seen in a game. Wow. Yeah. So highly recommended that you time travel back to last week and pre-order Shin Megami Tensei 4. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, I, I was kind of hoping you were going to say, like, yeah, it's just a G-string. It's like the thematic opposite of a trench coat. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. That's all I have to say about that. Please Those continue with good your... things. Time and Eternity? Time and Eternity. I know nothing about this. Oh, this is the other Atlas game, I believe. Oh, it's okay. the uh, semi-3D, 2D, right? It's Atlas, right? Uh, according to GameSpot, it is a hand-drawn animation yes. RPG where you will witness your own death at your wedding, 
before traveling back in time with your wife to be in order to track down your killer. Uh, okay, huh. I may be off. Never mind. Then. And it looks totally anime. Yes. Say, well, like, it is Atlas, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I actually saw this like on a loop at E3. Uh, it didn't look great. Let's well, see, like, bad. that plot sounds like an awesome, like, Phoenix Wright Ghost Trick sequel waiting to happen. But then, then it turns out you're just a high school student that's frustrated yeah. and can't get a date. Let's not do this thing again where we hate on anime. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're talking about Atlas. What else can you do? <laughs> uh, Face Noir for PC. Is this the LA Noir sequel we've all been waiting for? I sure hope so. It's just the face technology. You just yeah. stare at faces all day. <laughs> uh-huh. Face Noir. Did he lie? Maybe. It's Mario's face from Super Mario 64. <laughs> Talking to Cole Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Not my blood. <laughs> it's a me. Lie, doubt, truth. Yeah. What is this game? It's actually just a webcam app that takes a photo of your face and then makes it black and white. <laughs> Puts a fedora on you. <laughs> Post it on Reddit immediately. It's a point-and-click adventure set in New York City, 1934, that's developed by Mad Orange and inspired by the writing of Raymond Chandler. <laughs> I think who's Mad Orange? I don't know. Again, according to GameSpot. All those things sound good. Raymond Chandler. I'm tipping my hand here, revealing where I get the weekly. (laughs) What I do love about the Face Noir logo is it's like 10% away from being the uh, Bioshock logo, from the original Bioshock. Uh, Yeah, you're right, it is. So I'm going to pretend that it's Bioshock. Michael, or sorry, Tyler. What was the uh, Steam adventure game that was the sort of future noir game? Uh, It's like a point and click. Never mind. Don't know what you're talking about. Steam, Steam adventure game. Do you adventure through? It was on Are Steam. It was Newell a PC game. It was a, never mind. Like steampunk adventure game? No, no, no. Oh. It was on. It was on Steam. Like, let's keep misinterpreting what Mike's saying. <laughs> yes, uh, let's do that so that I can get increasingly frustrated. A, a, a mad adventure <laughs> game, like by Mad Magazine. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> Gabe Newell adventure game. So is it on? GOG or can it not be? I'm confused. No, Trenchcoat Clickman. It's on dessert. Adventure <laughs> use soda bottle on corpse. Uh, Zork? And the soda bottle just disappears up the corpse's ass and you never see it again. Yes. Nor does it have any bearing on any puzzles. That's just what Okay, you're are we actually to do. describing a game because I'm lost? Yes, that's the game. Yeah, that's that's the entire game. Actually. I am in. Thank God the summer sale. It's like uh, the trauma trauma center games. <laughs> Except it's you inserting yeah, the bottle it's, it's into it's someone's you, you rectum. Causing trauma. Surgically, yes, yeah. you cause trauma. <laughs> and you talk darkly to yourself. You know how much I would so. pay to kickstart a trauma center sequel where it's just like all like dumbass, jackass stuff's gone wrong. It's like, oh, this guy's a light bulb. Have up you his played ass. Surgery Simulator? <laughs> no, that's you being the dumbass. I wanted, right. I, want, I was like, shh, I doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> the best achievement. <laughs> Uh, uh, I need to uh, play that game. Also out this week, apparently, Dynasty Warriors 8. <laughs> I'm going to have to play that they're soon. O- they're yeah. only on 8? Yeah, no. I know. Well, the thing is that like every number is actually three games. Right. So they make Dynasty Warriors 7, Dynasty Warriors 7 Empires, and then Dynasty Warriors 7, why the fuck not? <laughs> I have a funny story to relate about this. Okay. Um, yeah, an cool. undisclosed, not co-worker, but person I know was at E3, and they sat through a demo for this game. Uh-huh. And apparently it crashed several times during the E3 demo, which is pretty amazing for a game that came out this week. Uh, And so it was basically for the first part of the day it crashed, and for the second part of the day it was a hands-off preview of Dynasty Warriors 8. 
So you had to watch somebody else mindlessly tap X and waggle the joystick. Yeah. But he's got to make sure to tap X too well, hard or it breaks. I, I had signed up for a Dynasty Warriors 8 demo, and it was weird because I, I was introduced to the developer, or maybe it was the Japanese producer, I'm not mm. sure, uh, his interpreter, and then like, oh, well, here's the game, and then uh, would, you, would you like a demo? Like, yeah, yeah. And so the guy just picks up the controller and wordlessly starts playing does not say anything. And so I'm just kind of standing there watching him play for the next five minutes. This is this chick running around on the battlefield, picks up like what looks like a jackhammer with a with a spear on the front and <laughs> just starts killing dudes. And I was like, wow, that's sort of anachronistic. And so Should finally the translator, after five minutes of silence, is like, do you want to ask any questions? I'm like, um, well, what's... What's that thing he's using? Is that new to eight? Like, no, that was in Dynasty Warrior Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh Exposed, well, Michael. All right, what what's new here that wasn't in what, wasn't in seven? And said something about like uh, there are certain elemental attacks that you can use that weren't in previous games. <laughs> well, so we were, okay, we were doing a, a sort of retrospective thing. Where I was looking at launch games for consoles at work, and it was like. Dynasty Warriors 2, I think, was a PS2 launch Yeah, remember game. when we were all really impressed with that? Uh, it's like so many characters <laughs> crammed in on screen. This yep. is awesome. I actually do remember that. It's like, and then the sequels too, were like... You know, I remember too. It like had had horses, and that was like the most awesome feeling. Jumping on a horse and running around, just wailing on hordes of dudes and sending them flying. And then three had elephants. It's like this is so badass. And then like after that, nobody paid any attention to it ever again, except that core of Dynasty Warriors fans who are apparently still buying the games. Yep, I, I salute friend, you, sirs I have a friend and with or madams. Fantastic taste. He's got very good taste in games, and he purchases most of the Dynasty Warriors games new. He bought the Gundam one, he bought six, he bought five, he buys most of the spin-offs. Wow. Was... It's strange. It's like the one sort of like hole in his armor where it's just like <laughs> excellent, like, oh yes, indie developer, blah blah blah. I know all about this. And it's just like and those games come up and it's like uh... It's like if Roger Ebert was secretly like, ah, oh, I'm really into Transformers. Mm-hmm. Well he did uh, direct what's it called? <laughs> Valley of the Dolls. It's <laughs> a great, great great film (laughs) i feel like it's not actually but you should watch it on paper i should be into dynasty warriors because it's like it it hits all the notes i like it's 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 historical (laughs) it's yeah it hits all the dudes uh it's you know a a brawler on an epic scale where you're literally killing crowds of people at once Uh, and it's kind of fun for at least five minutes and but then like not only is every single game the same like i don't i never really understand What's going on on the battlefield? I don't understand. Like, oh, so I just killed this dude, and now he's having a conversation with me before riding away and, and fleeing, I guess. Um, that symbolized something? And and it's just, You're just confusing a- and rote and very Japanese, and i just not a fan. Lubu, man. Lubu? You, you can pursue him or you can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's a recurring uh. character. Dynasty uh, yeah, Warriors know, fans know what I'm about. Woo woo. What? Lou Boo. Lou Boo. Lou releases. Uh, I have to play uh, that game soon. R.I.P.D. The Game is also Oh, out. Jesus Christ. That thing looks like the biggest fucking disaster of a movie. Have you ever seen a more flagrant ripoff of another franchise than that? And I realize that there are going to be several nerds that throw rocks at me and go, But Michael... R.I.P.D. was a comic far before Men in Black was. And it's like, yes. And I don't give a shit. This movie is the most flagrant ripoff of what the Men in Black movie franchise was. It is preposterous. But But this is the game. 
And what do we know about the game, Michael? Uh, <laughs> once again, <laughs> I like uh, I like how your nerd voice is like a an old angry yeah. Russian. Uh, <laughs> Michael, have Michael. you ever read the Malibu comics original? <laughs> Sounds like Michael really ripped into ripped. Anyway, moving uh, on. R.I.P.D. The Game is a two-person co-op shooter where players will take up the holsters of two lawmen dispatched to the other world to protect and serve the living from an increasingly destructive array of souls who refuse to move peacefully to the other side. From aliens that refuse to leave the planet Earth. <laughs> so it's basically <laughs> Ghostbusters, but with but, but guns. Tommy but. Lee Broland and Will Smith. Will Wal- and Wall Smith. Wal- and Ryan Smith. Smith. Ryan Smith. Will Reynolds. Will Reynolds. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! If you combine Will Smith and Ryan Reynolds, you'd have the world's most charming man. Holy shit! Wait, is Josh Brolin seriously playing the the elder agent role in that? No, it's the True Grit guy. Oh, okay. Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges is correct. Reprising uh, his role in True Grit as the exact same character in this. No, no, movie. he's reprising his role as. Please let me not be the dude again. I want to get past that. Uh, God damn it! So he went as far away from dude as possible. And went. I'm gonna be a Southern lawman. I'm gonna be a Tron. Tron. I'm gonna be a troll. <laughs> I'm a computer dude. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Stop with all the downloading. Uh, but yeah, this is my only chance to mention this. But I played uh, Men in Black: Alien Crisis last year, uh-huh. and that's one of the worst games I've ever played. Ah, it really is. It's fucking atrocious. It was a move game, like a light gun game. It was basically <laughs> nope. Nobody wants to move your light gun, so let's make this a light gun game that you use with a controller. So you can't really move your character, and you shoot stuff from behind cover, and it's atrocious. Has there ever been a good Men in Black game? I feel like there was one maybe XCOM. on PS2 that I played. It's like, this is all right. This XCOM is like a 7 out of 10. This would be your wheelhouse, Michael. This is, yeah, in fact, the true. domain of Michael yeah. Forest. I can't remember what it was called. I want to say it was Alien Assault, but that's too similar to what you were just saying. Well, so. it's definitely not Alien Crisis, because that right. one... It's, it probably, it's probably a safe bet it had the word alien somewhere in the subtitle. But the only point I'll make about Alien Crisis I loved was that as soon as the, movie, the game starts, it's like, oh, no, Agents J and K, the ones you know, have been turned to stone. So they will not be appearing in this game. Oh my god. It is your duty to and they can't turn talk. them and they can't talk. We can't have voice acting. You will beat the game. They will be returned from stone and then not say anything. That is actually worse than the plot of the Lone Ranger game for iOS. Really? Which just came out wow. the other week. And I played it for like five minutes. And it's like, I kind of thought... You'd think a Lone Ranger game you would play as the Lone Ranger, Yes. Especially when it just came out. No, you play as some random dude who just rolled into town and the Lone Ranger says, it's like, I need your help to defeat, defeat these bandits. And it's just you dying over and over again <laughs> being much. a supporting character. Pretty much. <laughs> you're, you're, at, you're, you're Bobby, the little kid playing the game, and the Lone Ranger needs your help. Actually, I'd like to see that concept crossed with State of Decay, where you're building up a camp of Lone Ranger followers, and then they just die horribly on every sortie. It'd be like, more fun if you're building up a camp of Lone Rangers. I'm yeah. just kidding. Like, yep. I, I, I collected uh, 20 Lone Rangers and three Tontos. It's like the idea of being a disposable goon who's working in the interest of the main hero. And mm-hmm. it's just like you die in like less than one hit. Like you yeah. die for no reason. Well, what I love... Fall through the world. What I love is the heroes playing... like swagging down 400 guys with a sword. Damn resets. Yes. I love playing as a character with no established personality or stage presence. Yeah. That's, that's really why I buy licensed games. So that I can have nothing to do 
with the characters. I like to think there was a marketing, that franchise. a marketing argument about that iOS game where it's like, well, no, we can't actually put Tonto or the Lone Ranger in the iOS game. That's for the main console. <laughs> we'll <really>. have to <laughs> pay likeness rights. And that's the other thing. Like, the Lone Ranger looks like if you scrape the Lone Ranger off of somebody's shoe. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is one, like, bedraggled fucking Lone Ranger. Lone the Ranger. Lone Hobo. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I really hope the beginning of R.I.P.D. the game is Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges' characters going, shh, we don't want to disturb the aliens, and they just don't talk the rest of the game. And then there's a little team that just says, like, Blink, money oh. saved. They're going to have trouble talking <laughs> when they're made of stone. Ooh, be very, very quiet. We're hunting ghosts. <laughs> uh, dead people, come on. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, dead ghosts. Let us, let us move on. Oh, the on. difference is ghosts don't exist. Uh-huh. Uh, Momoro-kun curse with an exclamation point that is in that title yes you play Shinji a shy (laughs) high school student it's a bullet hell shooter oh I'm actually on board oh is this the one with that audio sample uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, 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 You may need to pause it and pull the audio sample up for this. Is it on PSN? I don't think it's the one that you sent me. The oh, okay, that's of. the one I was there thinking There are many, of. many bullet hell shooters. This is but true, this, this one is, is mine. But it, it's the one that was coming out this week on PS3, so I was assuming it might be the one. Let's see. Here's the announcement trailer. Wow, this is taking forever. The story begins with a disaster. And there's a little boy being hit by a car. <laughs> And it's Mamoru-kun curse! The netherworld is being swallowed by darkness. Fululu needs the help of the chosen souls to save the netherrealm. The chosen souls, Mamoru, Beniko, Kinya, Mayuno. With their newfound curse powers, they set off on their quest to stop the invading darkness. (laughs) Sounds old and bad. Fight the darkness with the powerful curse bullet. Kumelisai! Wow. This is clearly the best game ever. Three exciting game modes. Master 7 unique characters. Challenge via online leaderboards. Online leaderboards? Oh I'm sold! Oh man, if only this translated to audio, this awesome yes, thing I'm seeing. If only any of us are watching this from Michael right now. <laughs> this is fucking professional shit right here, folks. I think that's enough. <laughs> All I can hear is the bullet hills and bullet noise. Yeah. Ah, that went somewhere. Also, it's not the game I was thinking of. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's fact checking in real time, guys. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, uh, Serious Sam Collection also coming out. That's all right. Um, Three sixty apparently. Um, okay, like that's the one we're actually interested in. That actually, is it? I don't know. Are we? Are we interested in Serious Sam? I like Serious. That's, that's, that's good. Like Serious Sam HD. The first encounter. Serious Sam HD. The second encounter. Serious Sam Three BFE. They're plus fun. Jewel of the Nile DLC pack. They're, They're fun. fun. They're and Serious fine. Sam Double D Double XL. Uh, What's going to happen is uh, a lot of monsters. <laughs> yeah, pass on yeah, that. Yeah, I one. reviewed that one. And, and the yeah, other ones, you're going to see uh, a lot of monsters coming toward you. Some of them are going to be holding bombs. You mm. want to shoot the guys with the bombs before they get too close to you. Pro tip, pro tip. Pro tip, pro tip. Serious, 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 Sam. Yeah, I want to play the the pirate version of that where there's just that red scorpion dude who chases you constantly and is unkillable. 
I haven't heard about that. Is that oh, one yeah, of those yeah. piracy? Things? Yeah, one of the yeah, anti-piracy yeah. countermeasures. They, they put in a just unkillable monster. That, uh, yeah, monsters are bad. That hounds you from okay. the very beginning. That's awesome. Can't kill it. And that's there's, there's lots of YouTube videos of people trying to kill it because they think that's part of the challenge. <laughs> yes, that's the best part. Mm-hmm. When you see the people like making help posts in the official forums where it's like, why is this thing here? Can you guys help me defeat it? It's because you stole the game, shitbird. <laughs> Why can't Batman fly? How do I shot Web? How do I shot Web? How do I shot Web? It's a question for the ages. Mm. A crisis one where uh, your gun just shoots chickens instead of bullets. Also, oh, fantastic brilliant. piracy protection. Yes. Uh, Turbo Super Stunt Squad. That sounds really fucking That's good. That's the actually. movie about fast Damn. snails. Okay, I'm oh, out. I'm one. out. Tapping out. We're done. <laughs> now that's Mike. The, that's have the you seen this trailer? I, want. I like what every see. Okay, there's a lot of posters for this movie around town on like bus stops yes! and stuff. Mm. And I see the posters for it, and it doesn't tell you the name of the characters. It just shows you a CG fucking snail with like exhaust pipes on it, and it says like Maya Angelou Snoop or Snoop Dogg Dog above it. And I really want to believe that's just the fucking name of the characters <laughs> in the movie. Like this snail is Maya Angelou, and this snail is fucking Snoop Dogg. Maya is Maya Angelou seriously in this Maya movie? Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I am a fast snail, going so fast towards the horizon, where love waits for me. The thing that ruined, like, <laughs> the the movie didn't need ruining. But the thing that ruined that movie when when it was first announced was someone on Twitter showing the poster and going, "Count the the DreamWorks smirks." And if you ever look at any media for that movie, everyone's smirking like a smug asshole. The Dream smirks. The Dream smirks. Yeah, one nice. eyes raised and they're just nice. grinning like I'm some hot yeah. shit. Even though when you watch the movie, the characters aren't the same. But have you seen the trailer? If you understand no. the, the conceit of this film. Uh, the snail gets sucked into uh, a car. He gets nitrous powers. up. And uh, the driver uses uh, 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 nitrous. nitrous, and it goes into the snail, and therefore he becomes fast like a sports car. He gets what? bitten by a radioactive Fast and Furious. There was a really good tweet where someone was just like, uh, Hollywood executive, we need a fucking kids movie. I don't know. What about snails that go really fast? Fuck it. Who cares? Fine. <laughs> that's exactly what this is. It's like, that's the joke of the movie. Like, you watch the trailer and that's the joke. Oh, I'm a snail and I just want to go fast. Nah. Oh, man. I am a car now. I go fast. It's ironic. Now, we all know snails are slow, don't we? Everyone here knows that? I hope they Yeah. What if you gave I one? I will accept that as a fast nah. reality. This, this snail, uh, we're making a movie here. Uh-huh. He's going to be fast. No, 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 He's gonna be no! Fast. Get out of here, boy! But I that's not what I'm accustomed to. I will need six hundred million dollars to make this film. <laughs> I know. Give it! You're I a visionary. <laughs> that is actually uh, an exaggeration. Mark my fucking words. We up here in DreamWorks films. I don't, don't think have cost the kind much. of money you have. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> Hollywood. We just have main justice. <laughs> main justice. <laughs> well, we're making SNL references. Yes. Cool. Right. Oh, fantastic. Moving on. Time to move on to news. Oh, There's actually some news to talk about this week. How what? amazing. Please, let's do that. I'm going to give up on any metaphor I have about DreamWorks um, movie. Well, probably the top story, at least as far as I'm concerned, is remember the other week when I was making a joke about Microsoft and Xbox One and Connect and how... Civil liberties? Yeah, and how, like, what do you want to bet that Microsoft had some involvement in PRISM? Guardian, when we're recording this on Thursday, uh, guardian.co.uk, the newspaper in England, uh, came out with a story. Headlined, revealed how Microsoft handed the NSA access to encrypted messages. Basically establishing that Microsoft was legally compelled to cooperate with the NSA 
to help the NSA document the, its encryption to address concerns that the agency would be unable to inter intercept web chats on the new Outlook.com portal. Already had pre-encryption stage access to email on Outlook.com, including Hotmail. The NSA did. The company worked with the FBI this year to allow the NSA easier access via PRISM to cloud storage service SkyDrive, which now has more than 250 million users worldwide. Microsoft also worked with the FBI's Data Intercept Unit to understand potential issues with a feature in Outlook.com that allows users to create email aliases, etc., etc. It goes on. It's, they, it's just so crazy that they have all that access to Outlook users, so... My parents, who are sending me chain emails about gun ownership or other things that... <laughs> oh, also, oh, here's, here's the key thing. In July last year, nine months after Microsoft bought Skype, the NSA boasted that a new capability had tripled the amount of Skype <laughs> video calls being collected through Prism. They got fucking uncensored videos of your XGF. Yep. Fucking... And mm -hmm. they're going to sell that to the highest porn they bidding website are. on the internet. They uh. got my shitty job interview that got me here. So yeah. many great meetings, like yeah. corporate meetings, are just going like, yeah, we need to get... And there's some guy watching going like, is there a terrorist in here? Is there a threat on America? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, guys, guys. So literally, I've only used Skype for two uses in like the past year and a half. One was my job interview, and the other one, I was playing fucking Magic the Gathering over Skype. The NSA watched both of those. I got, I screwed that guy over. Uh, fight the power. Yeah. He had to watch they, all they, my they, shitty Magic the Gathering matches. And that went on for hours. Here's what they did. They recorded it, and then they took the video and put it into their annual uh, Christmas reel so that people could laugh at it. Next uh, to Pat yeah. The company Christmas party. They the are, agency Christmas party. They're laughing like, at Parker, you right just now. use the fucking goblin grenade, you fucking scrub lord. No, Jesus Christ. The uh, Sunday's like, fucking no, he's mono black dipshit. <laughs> he's going to use contaminate ground. <laughs> yeah, I know that fucking magic gathering shit. Nice. Does anybody think now that, like, Connect is, there's nothing sinister about the fact that Microsoft said the, the console won't work camera? with it plugged in? Everybody fucking hates Connect to begin with, from yeah. a functional standpoint. That's Nobody true. Nobody wants it or but gives what if a you shit. you had no choice? Now it's literally <laughs> spying on you, and... Is what the fuck smiling. else could they do to make you not buy this shit? <laughs> There's nothing else they could do. It's like, we're trying so hard. It detaches itself from the system, like waddles across the room and kicks you in the balls. Yeah. Or it, it makes out with your wife. That's what it does. <laughs> while she, you know, it just stands by the foot of your bed and stares at you while you're asleep. No, yes. All yeah. that needs to happen is like a story that comes out from some like manufacturer going, oh yeah, it emits carbon monoxide. Yeah, fuck it. It just emits mm -hmm. carbon monoxide mm -hmm. and radon and that's how it's powered. And it's not low. Locally sourced and it's not farm to table. I can't find yeah. this. It comes well, with a convenient lubricant though for when it slides up your asshole and <laughs> <laughs> the joke steals your personal information from inside, from inside your, your rectum. Cold. That's where I keep my wallet. So. It's stealing it your personal knows. information through your ass. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I defended it and I was like, when it was first announced, I was like, "Come on, it's a camera. It's just, it's a feature. They're not yeah, going to like, but, but over over the course of like you know, the last month or so, I've I've slowly been like thinking about one of the last lines in 1984. He won the war on himself, and I'm thinking like they're asking us to buy spying equipment yes. and put it in our homes and sit in front of it for your and, gaming machine and and talk to it so it can serve ads to us according yeah. to what we say and and what it, it sees." And then, like, show it our dicks so they can mm -hmm. keep that, Well, that's too. the thing. The joke's on the NSA. 
because a year in, they're going to get sick of just watching people sit there motionless and gaming for hours and hours, exactly. and then they eat Doritos and then they masturbate. Right, and then you send that footage to the Doritos Corporation. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, uh. and then they're gonna they're gonna just start collecting volume metrics on the, the farts that people emit in front it's of Connect. So terrible! It's like well, this guy can fart way louder than your guy. This guy's methane content is way higher. <laughs> What's we gonna just sell him salads instead of fucking Doritos. <laughs> Fresh Express, we have an ad slot waiting yeah, for. That's you. Actually, Connect Two can judge the amount of methane in your farts. There you go. A, an app that could like visualize the fart in the air. I would use that, and I would just have it on all the time so that when we're all sitting in front of my TV, I'd be like, Mike, I can see it. Look at that big cloud. Oh, you got me. Street pass gas. It's like, ah, who did I pass by today who just absolutely ripped it? Ah, Michael. Hey. Mm -hmm. Eventually, some bored NSA analyst is just going to collect all the videos of you masturbating, (laughs) put them in a montage on YouTube, and send them to all your Facebook friends. Well, let me just say, all you terrorists talking shit, think of all the jobs the NSA is going to create with these new positions. (laughs) Trillions of hours of nothing. Please keep talking shit to justify this horrendous domestic spying program. Man, it's like it's the most Kafka s job ever. Like being an NSA guy that has to scan, (laughs) watching other people live their lives. Yeah. What what if like half the country is hired to? Spy on the other half. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's the biggest arg ever. For every person who's... Uh, who's Red Seaver Blue Team, li- motherfucker. Yeah. Every person who's just living a new, uh, their life ordinarily, there's another person whose job it is to spy on them. It will be the biggest like a, economic oh growth program in history. It's like the fucking shit, but real life. But I, do, I can't wait for Halo, the next Halo to come out, and they're like, oh, dude, we need to do some marketing. And so Dorito's like, well, shit. Not, you know, Dorito's a Mountain Dew. Doritos and KY yeah. Jelly, the message yeah. is spoken. The they, they, spoken. they step up their, their marketing and it's like, well, now we understand that uh, we need to sell Doritos with masturbation. Yes. Yeah. Well, talking to... Uh, I mean, if you guys uh, have about off the... with ranch cooler dust on your hand, yeah. let me recommend this. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. Brisk. Let me just say brisk. Now, don't take this idea. The, the dry rub? Because uh, I'm going to patent it, but I want to make a new console called the, uh, the Ooh La La. It's just a pure porn uh-huh. game console with a USB flashlight that, you know, you, you, you're playing the game, and it's going to be great, guys. I think they call those PCs. Actually, no. Uh, uh, make, make, make it open source. Plug it into a... Open cert- source. Yeah. <laughs> More like open sores, am I right? And then you Which I will avoid because I'm fucking a chunk of rubber that's plugged into my computer. <laughs> and then what you have... Well, it depends on how much lube you use. And if you get it on the right console, you have an ooh yeah yeah. That was Gross. the longest joke with no payoff. I'm trying to think. Move on, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Guys, I've made this joke a hundred times now, but you're gonna hear uh-huh. it one more time. Okay. What's Macho Man Randy Savage R.I.P.'s favorite console? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, ooh, yeah. Uh, it's apparently a really good emulator the, box, and good for really not. very little else. Huh. I thought it was the PS3 Slim Jim. Moving it's on. It's shittier as a joke, but at least it wasn't used four times in a row. Anyway. Uh, there's one thing that I wanted to bring up. There was a, a story earlier this week talking about Rise, uh, continuing the in the vein of bashing on Xbox One. Yeah, this is an unfortunate I love my episode job. for Microsoft. Yeah, I love my job. That Rise was is basically being made so that anyone can win just by mashing buttons. Mash to win. And I, I don't want to pick on just this. I also want to pick on Knack, which one of the things they said at E3, and which has resurfaced as a news story recently, is that Knack, if you're playing on easy, that they, they want to build it so that anyone can finish it. And I just want to say, like, you know, the reason 
that mobile devices are so popular and the games are so accessible isn't because they're super easy. It's that they're super simple and these are not the same thing. Yeah. Like, simplifying your game is fine. Making your game purposely easy yeah. is not going to get you this massive new audience you think is just waiting to spend 400 to $500 oh. on a console. Yeah. Yes. Hotline Miami is simple. Oh my god! Game. And it is not easy. No, I am hard as balls for Hotline Miami. Oh my god! A- so another good. one, Rayman Jungle Run for iOS. Simple game as hell, fun game as hell. One of my favorite iOS mm-hmm. games of all time. But it is goddamn hard. And, yeah. and I, I know that hard com- as hell. AAA games are in trouble right now. You want to broaden your audience as much as possible. I I'm not a market analyst, admittedly, but I don't think that's the way to do it. Yeah. No, it's not. Make a game that's interesting. I mean, yeah. interesting mechanics are more important than everyone getting through all the content that is fundamentally boring and, and but it's nobody like, cares to get through anyway. Yeah, it's like you said, the $500 console is the biggest hurdle. They play yeah. those games like Candy Crush or whatever because you have the phone in your hand yeah. already. Because you, you're were gonna, you're Facebook, gonna, you you're bought it for $99. Email. It's there. That's a two-year plan. Exactly. It's yeah. there in your hand. and You're just going to press two things and it's there and you're playing it. And mm-hmm. it's like... I'm going to go buy a $500 console, fucking plug it into my TV and my stereo system, boot it up, download a fucking hardware update, buy this game, put it... No, it's not. No. I don't... That's not the same person. I don't ever. sit in the bus and go, I can't wait to go home and play, like, you know... Pack- a really simple game. Yeah, like... I and again, I don't want to bash mobile games or simple games because they're fun. I like them. They're I, fine. I yeah, don't give a shit. But they have it's a like, place. if you want to play that, fine. Yeah, but it's like, trying to recapture that fucking genie in another bottle is... A stupid business model or whatever. Well, it's kind of Again, like though, I'm not an analyst. I don't know shit. I'm talking from what I understand. A wise and consumer. Why I play games. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's some goon out there that's like, oh, this is actually how it works. And, you know, he looks at metrics all day and he understands mm-hmm. how sales numbers work and what investment returns are. And, and we know that the, all those people are lying and wrong. And so yeah. I mean, that's what I and feel also personally. And also just, just basically evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they have our yes. worst interests at heart. They're they continually looking for ways to rip us well, off. Well, no, no, he goes home and goes, this is the alcohol I'm going to drink because metrics say this is what the press people enjoy well, more. And then Well, goes, no, those guys really enjoy their lives because they make ten times the money I do. No, no, no. They no, get no. to go home and have fun. Now they don't have to worry about this kind of thing. That's but, true. Yes. Candy Crush Saga. Great game. Go mm-hmm. buy it right now. I don't want to buy Rise. Rayman so Jungle Run. Nobody wants to buy Rise. Rise is a hard sell. That's true. Right Nobody now. wants to buy Rise. Because that game was originally a straight Connect, Connect game. Connect game. Yeah. Right. So and I think and, and the fact origins. that it's not is sort of a re- like Microsoft admitting that like okay maybe Connect isn't the I know the big deal we thought it was going to be but you still have to have it plugged in because we have a deal going with the NSA. That they get to spy on you <laughs> masturbating with Dorito dust. Uh, there's such a market for fat white guys masturbating videos. There's, I mean, there really is. The world just uh, wants that. By the way, I, I, I'm calling dibs. Whatever I, I call Bangarang by Skrillex. That's my montage song when they when they put mine out. You guys can't have it. You're assuming they're gonna they're gonna put music behind it. They better. That you would like. If I'm paying 500 bucks for that, you know, 100 extra dollars for extra camera. Nope. Oh come on. Well, okay, what if I buy like Her, Herb Alpert? Herb Alpert, we will be the music rest. behind you. Ah. Um, or that, that song that they played on South Park that's like... <laughs> that thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. It is crazy. You can't have cool music it's behind you. Well, then I'll have the beams to punch and post my own video of me masturbating to Bangarang. You better do that. You, you get on that and say, like, I'm beating the NSA to the, the comment punch. comment is just me all caps. Preemptive strike! You should just live stream it, really. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't, then, it's, I don't want to fall into the trap of us being extra negative, but it is, it's fucking insane <laughs> that this is the state of the Xbox One, is that <laughs> this is actually what's happening. It's like it's every like, week brings something that's like, there's, should I cancel my pre-order now? I really feel like I should cancel my wait, pre-order. Wait, should I give up video gaming forever and find something else to do, is what this is telling should me Should right I learn now. to sing, express myself through music, art, painting, theater, I'm, dance? Maybe? Could, anything but this. Like, the fact that this is even a discussion we're having is so fucking mind-boggling. It's like... I would buy a system and it was like, what fucking console launch games are coming out? What exclusives are there? Neat. And this is like, this is a fucking always on camera what? that's staring at you and feeding its fucking information to I the know. government. It's like, I'm not even fucking joking or exaggerating. <laughs> that's actually what's happening. It's like, fucking Jesus Christ. Remember the console war when it was like, oh, well, this game is Mario. This game has Sonic. And this game violates your civil liberties. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's but. truly boggling. But, but does it have a game where they misuse the letter Y? It does. Oh, okay. Does it violate my civil liberties? No, just your time! Well, to be fair, we don't know that it actually violates your civil liberties. It just seems likely at this point. console does. Well, yeah. I don't know. Any any company that's willing to be like, yep, here's the information you wanted. P.S. love my job. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I was talking to somebody on AIM earlier today, and I was like, it's going to really suck having a console. And Of course, I'm still going to buy it, because... This is the industry I work in. I have to be familiar with everything. But it's going to suck to have a console where I actually have to get up and unplug or plug something back in every single time I want to play or stop playing a game. Let me just say, electrician's tape, I'm sure, will fit comfortably over the two cameras on that thing. They'll still <laughs> hear is, you masturbating, but they won't have the video this to go with This is the third like, recorded instance of me saying this. I've gone on the record so many times, but... Every camera I own that isn't the one right here on my iPod has a sticky note over it. Literally everyone that's wow. ever in my vicinity, even at work, at Okay, home. that's a little bit paranoid. I am paranoid as fuck about webcams. Because I can't choose the song that's going to happen on the information that's leaked, so I have no control. Well, we just that, that makes your the videos of you masturbating so exclusive that it's yeah. going to drive up the market price. Exactly. This one has a good soundtrack. <laughs> Buy a soundtrack on iTunes! Well, as I've said in an earlier podcast, I think the the ideal way to circumvent something like the Kinect would be to create a little wire mount that fits over it that just has two pictures of like close-ups of hemorrhoids, <laughs> like in each, in front of each lens. Go and so, it. if anybody's looking through it, it's like that's what they're gonna see. Yeah. If you just look really deep enough, it's like just the word NSA. This is this is the perfect opportunity for Nyko, the uh, third-party peripheral company, uh-huh. to make a dummy Kinect. That ah. plugs in and tells the system it works. Oh my god! But there's oh actually god. nothing at the other end. Oh my god! Nyko, please do that right away. <laughs> Pelican, anybody? Pelican, yes. I don't care if it catches fire. <laughs> I'd rather burn than fucking deal with this shit. <laughs> it's called the Nyko fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, we're, I bet somebody's gonna be pissed off about this conversation. Argo, <laughs> fuck yourself. Argo, uh, fuck to be fair, it's not like the NSA is really looking at all our data. They're just storing it for later. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, there's oh. a difference, I guess. And analyzing oh, the so metadata, the like yet. how long our phone calls last, or yeah. who we send texts to. Exactly. Or, or if I have any friends outside of my skin color spectrum that they should be concerned with. <laughs> <about. laughs> 
or how foreign you are. Yes. Oh, shit. That's the thing. They're only technically supposed to be monitoring foreigners like me. Uh-huh. And if I think with 51% accuracy, they can determine foreignness. Yeah, 51% is not a very good margin. No. That's literally a coin flip that's slightly biased to one side. Yeah, it's slightly weighted on one side. <laughs> but, that's uh, a that's dust a, mode on one that's side. That's a coin where you drop some like fucking hot glue on it. Oh, shit. But if dog. they got me, they were right. I am foreign. And, uh, and you are a Quebecian terrorist. I am <laughs> Quebecois. Quebecois. <laughs> Oh, this reminds me of the Archer site with the Canadian terrorist. That's all I can think of now. Yeah. Well, there is some good news for Microsoft in that it got a new boss. Yeah. I, speaking of, man, the, the, you know, the past head of Microsoft, he was in such hot water that he quit to go join a failing social media company. Not yeah, social media, well, social, social media gaming. gaming. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, you know, things are doing great there. But this is, I mean, yay. I mean, it, it's part of a larger Microsoft restructuring the One Direction, One Microsoft. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, Ein Microsoft, Ein Welt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, that's, a, that's a bit of a leap. Sorry. <laughs> Lebensraum! Mm-hmm. What's her name again? Julie Microsoft. <laughs> Julie, Julie Microsoft. I'm a journalist. Huh. Uh, no, some, Julie Green. Julie something green. Help me out here. Xbox Green. Julie 8.1. Oh, Julie Larson Green. Ha! Julie Larson okay. Green. I am a journalist. Yay. Yeah, no, she's the head of that Xbox. Terrible. And we wish her well. Because she's inheriting yep. a burning ship. She even, has a lot of work I've had to Even though she's a lady and therefore does not play games. She does not play games. Yep. That is measurement of executive ability. Also sad news, Capcom uh, had a bunch of layoffs. That is sad. Yeah. So, that sucks. VP Christian Svensson uh-huh. voluntarily stepping down. Yep. Yeah. We'll probably never get Mega Man Legends 3 now. No. <laughs> because that was the bridge that, that was, was it. That being was, burned. That was, that was it. the last one. Sorry, guys. You can stop writing about it now. There goes my chances of beautiful you Joe HD collection. You can stop writing comments and Facebook posts and creating petitions. Speaking of petitions, did you hear that petition to bring back the Xbox One policy? Well, that, no. That's yeah, dumb. no, on GameSpot, they reported that there's an online petition going around, I think like on changes.org, where it's like, oh, yeah. Can you bring back the always online DRM that we bitched about for a month straight without any chance of seizing? There's only one signature, Gil Bates. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's a decent debate, and I, I would love it if they were to come up with some way that like, you could opt in or out of it, but I think it would be well, impossible to extend the kind of control they want to use games in that sense. It's just, it's just the most bittersweet end to the story of, oh, a company did this thing and the consumers said no, and so they changed it. And it was a glorious day of the consumer being heard, and then the consumer became a hypocrite asshole who decided, well, I changed my mind, and now it's like, this is why we don't get listened to in the first place. Yep. That's why time, I don't take companies seriously, because Microsoft, they don't stand by their company well, line. Microsoft also changed either. its mind. After everyone said, this yeah. sounds terrible, Microsoft said, but we didn't tell you how good it was. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. We've already had a, a big you. argument on this yeah. show yes. about this. Yeah, but this is true. Yeah, it was just a, a case of weird messaging that, like, it was only... Like, Microsoft tried to sell it to us by saying, like, hey, you'll just, you just won't be able to sell used games anymore, except, like, once, and you, you can only do it through authorized channels and blah, blah, blah. And everybody pitched a justifiable shit fit, and then, like... Well, now you're not going to get all this great stuff we have planned, guys. All well, does sorry, is just you'll just have to take it away. We're the victim here, and you I'm taking us. my ball you, home. You've killed our dream, but if that's what you really want, the yeah. customer is always right. <laughs> <laughs> we put a disk drive in and forgot that that means you have to buy disks. Uh, 
Yeah, so but, and I, I it know was that, I don't want to make fun of readers who uh, genuinely wanted this stuff that Microsoft pulled out. I know, right. I know it that you're out good there. Points. But what Microsoft did was passive aggressive. It really it was. It was so passive aggressive. Oh my god. Like, you're right, Michael. Why can't we have both or offer one other? Like, do you really like? Okay, we uh, have to have cloud servers yeah. so you can share a game. How about? How about I just don't share games? Can I still not need online? How well, about mm-hmm. whatever would be set on the the disc when you turn it in or whatever? Whatever flag gets raised. How about you just don't monitor that for the people who opt out? And the second they opt in, then he's like, okay, I'm monitoring this. Everything you put in this system will now be. Tied to this system, you can't opt out commit, and then hard commit. Yeah, yeah, you have to hard commit. Well, why can't it just be? But the as, default is opt out. Why can't it just be something as simple as you don't need online every twenty four hours? Uh-huh. But if you do buy a game online, you can share it. But if you buy it on a disc, you can't. Yeah, like if you have a disc, you retain disc rights. If you have a digital copy, you get digital rights. And then when you do that, it encourages people to buy digital, which is what you wanted all along, despite Meanwhile. putting a disc drive in it. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. Newell's like, hey, Mike. You want to buy a game for literally four dollars? Yes, I do, Gabe. There you go. And then, then you're going, Thanks, holy man. shit! What's like half Meanwhile, price? Gabe's rubbing your shoulders. Uh, All on Miami was too feel candles. He ordered us a uh, meat lovers pizza from oh, Pizza Hut for us to share. I, I feel uh, like I'm risking being outdated here, but when is the Steam Summer Sale? <laughs> right now. Right fucking now. Right fucking All on Miami. It's, it did right start today. Now. It started it's whenever we're posting this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like so, not right not last Thursday. You can get hot on Miami for too cheap. Too damn cheap. It's literally two fifty dollars right now. It's too oh, damn wow. cheap. That's already pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. it will play on any system. And if you so have, if you have a garbage computer with no graphics card, it doesn't fuck. I can matter. attest for this. It plays on my shitty laptop that's three years old. And if you get Format Factory, which is a free program, you can extract the soundtrack from that game at no additional charge. And for three bucks, that soundtrack is. This is also true. Maybe a crime getting it that cheap? Maybe? It's a great soundtrack. You should grab FTL during the summer sale too. That too. That can also work on... FTL is fantastic. If you can run Mm -hmm. Internet Explorer, you can run that game. Everybody's so butthurt about graphics. What if I'm still using Netscape 4? You'll just have to turn on the settings. Are you my grandpa? Are you my (laughs) grandpa, Mike? Yes, I am. (gasps) Mike? Grandpa? Mike? I had sex with your grandmother and gave Aww, birth to your she's parents. She's a great lady and you're a good guy. I'm happy you guys <laughs> copulated and had a lovely courtship. You're trying to outdo me, but I won't let it happen. <laughs> buy Rogue Legacy. <laughs> buy, um, just buy every game. Fucking Rogue Legacy too. Uh, buy every game I like. Buy, um... So I, we're actually buy almost... Buy Dark Souls as well. Actually, don't. It's terrible on PC. I hate it. It's dumb. Uh, it's dumb game. You're wrong. <laughs> Mods dipshit. Uh, yeah. But Still FYI, sucks. I am actually staring at the clock right now because it's like we are approaching the midnight hour in oh. an hour, in an hour, and I need to get home and buy these games before Steam turns back into a pumpkin and I miss the <laughs> day's deals. Oh no, these other amazing games are on sale. Uh, I gotta buy them now. Well, it's good you bring that up because it's time for our community segment. Woo! So, last week's question of the week. What time, place, or setting would you most like to explore in an open-world game? Triskitable was kind enough to start the forum thread, so he gets read first. I've always had a historical fascination with the late 1980s. So many things were happening in the world, so it's hard to point to a specific location that I'd like to visit. But I really should say Germany between 1961 and 1990, a criminally underutilized period in gaming. I agree. The country would be absolutely fascinating to see, what with the radical differences between West and East Germany thanks to the Berlin Wall. If I were to play a game like this, I'd like one that alternates perspectives. You're playing as someone in the West side, then you're a person in the East. 
and don't let the same and don't let it be the same two people. Make it a unique person each time you alternate, so you get a different perspective each time. And the conclusion, 1990, of course. That's this actually a really fucking good idea. It really is. Oh I my like God. that a lot. Submit that shit to Molly Jam. Or yes. Sure. Yeah, you should also real. play Papers, Please. It's for oh yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like a Cold War era immigration simulator. Mm-hmm. Huh. huh? Where you you're an immigration officer and you have to check people's documents. Basically. It's, it's really more fun than it sounds. Yeah, it, it is more really fun than cool. it sounds. Yeah, but you have to like mm-hmm. make sure their documents are accurate before you let them into your country, huh. and like you have to like call them on discrepancies and like. But it's like Phoenix Wright. There's almost. like a, a meta thing on top of it where like you get paid for the number of people you let through, and then you have to decide like. Do you want food or heat for your family? Like at the end of the day, wow. based on how much money you earned. If That's you, fucking really. If cool. you weren't yes. fast enough, oh, man. Yeah. Huh. I am so. It's pretty rough, actually. It made me upset after like twenty minutes of playing. And <laughs> it's, I a, it's a serious My game. My morals. It is. It's. It's. Yeah. As Ian Bogost defines them, <laughs> games that teach and aren't necessarily fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, Stabby Joe, who has an avatar of. Uh, Who's the guy from Death Wish? Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. Charles Bronson dying saying, <laughs> I wish I was dead. Uh, which is a fantastic avatar. Uh-huh. He says, question of the week. I would like an open world game set in prehistory with either dinosaurs, uh, Pliocene mammals, and birds, or both at the same time because you can always bring time travel into the mix. I think it would make for a great game as the whole open world would be incredibly dangerous to explore with the player having to sneak and hunt appropriately to survive. Hmm. There is a game that I hold near and dear to my heart on the Super Nintendo that was called, I believe, EVE. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it EVE or EVO? It may have been EVO, actually. That's the one Sound. where you're the dinosaur that has right. to eat and you, you add on new body parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you start off as like a as fucking blob. Isn't it? Or is it a blob a tiny, or is it a fish? It's a tiny fish. Oh, okay. And like you eat algae and shit and you basically, every you eat stuff and as you eat stuff you get evolution points. So you evolve yourself into like a meat-eating fish, like a predatory fish or an angler fish, mm-hmm. and you choose which little evolutions you want. So you want like a faster tail, or oh. like you can get like an angler fish light on your head and shit. So it's sort of like spore, but fun. It reminds yes, me of Cubivore. exactly. <laughs> did anyone ever play Cubivore for the GameCube? Nobody ever that. did ever. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, the game is similar. similar. It's similar. quite good. Nobody. And basically, by the end of the game, you're a human. So you basically evolve from a tiny idiot baby fish into a human. And the last boss of the game, I think, is Aliens. So you're basically fighting aliens as a caveman. Okay. It's a very cool game that you should illegally download on a <laughs> ROM. <laughs> sure. Barry69, and I may have to use a dramatic accent just for the subject matter. Put me in a Victorian steampunk Europe with lots of cues from old sci-fi stories a la the Alan Moore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen books. I seen, I, I, I seen it. That's what is. I seen it. That next gen, the Clan of eighteen eighty seven game. I can already feel it in my bones that it's just a full player co op FPS garbage water shitstorm with microtransactive hats and dumb garbage. I want to run across rooftops in Paris whilst chasing a wolfman, then take a carriage ride to a Belgian village with a bad case of Dracklers. And then I want to hunt that Drackler. I want to ride a horse up to the Castlevania and fuck him up. In the morning, I'm off to London to ride a dirigible. I'm already drooling just thinking about this good stuff. I imagine Thief Thor will please me just enough. P.S. 
I can't stop thinking about the vegan duck sandwich from Love and Hate. God, it's so good. And I named my uh, son Arcadian, and I make him wear steampunk glasses. Sorry, that's Barney69. Once, once who, again, I forget to read his name before who, I read who, it. Who kill her, Babby? I read about it this morning in the news. Two lady from Oin. <laughs> That was the a lady in R. A lady in R. Babby, the frick back. Backs. That was the intonation I was getting for you reading them. Yeah. It kind of went all over the place. I, I, I really need to worry on con- or worry on work on consistency with my. Uh, voice it's hard. Acting is hard. Here's one from uh, from Drunk Orson Welles. I'd like to see an open world game set in the land of Ooh from Adventure Time. Think about it. You could choose your species: candy person, human, flame person, wizard, snow golem, etc. Customize their. Uh, Weird appearance, their Pelton Wardy appearance, and then go on epic quests. You could visit the City of Thieves, the Realm of the Ice King, or the Nightosphere. You kill- could ride a fucking Rainicorn. What more do you want? The first mission is kill 12 candy corn rats. That's all I got. That's actually, that's a pretty good idea. I kind of like that world. Bladed Falcon says Mesoamerica, a.k.a. pre-Hispanic Mexico and Central America. Why? First and foremost... Because no open world has even attempted to represent that culture or time period, and thus it would be new and refreshing. But also, of course, because it would be super interesting and different. Uh, new and refreshing, super interesting and different. Just reiterating. Okay. Think a world in which much you like ha- New Coke. Yes. Okay. Uh, in which you have the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Olmecs, and other smaller groups and cultures warring against each other and developing their society in different ways. There's civilization, if you will. <laughs> There's Sid Meier's Aztec civilization. It would be a place rich with lush jungles and forests to explore and survive in. Throw in the mystical element of, say, Aztec's god, such as I'm not gonna say these, that could give you powers or curses depending on your alignment, and you'd have a fairly refreshing, unique open world experience. Also, it's my homeland, so Turned I'm obviously Bane for a second there. Bane. Uh, I do have to say, last time I played Civilization, Montezuma was the biggest fuckhead. Yeah, me. these ones are. He kept backstabbing me repeatedly, quite, always giving like me diarrhea of, as revenge. Uh, well, <laughs> the ones I didn't try to pronounce are Quetzalcoatl, 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 do. and Huichip. Wichita, Kansas. Chipotle. 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 That's reductive. Michael, give us the By the way, speaking of uncultured, whenever whenever I hear the word Olmec now, I'm just like, and then the which team is going to go to the the hidden temple across this lake? And Mm. I'm actually I'm at a loss here too. Huichilopotzli could be. I'm illiterate, so I don't know. Chupacabra. Sure. Chupacabra. Huichilopotzli. It is a good like. Perfect. There's a movie Um, I saw once. It's the only movie I think I've ever seen that even addressed. Like that era topically and Apocalypto. Apocalypto is the movie, uh, and yeah, I, I heard about is, that. everyone hates. I'd, Mel I'd Gibson. love to see that as a game, but only if Mel Gibson's face was on every character. Uh, <laughs> that's the mod you download in Steam Workshop. Uh, well, it actually, is it good? So you but ruin no, any game. Is, that is actually a surprisingly not bad movie. Like it's, 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 it's like unflinching. If, yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it, like at the same time, it's like literally spoiler alert for Apocalypto seven years after the fact. But the end of it is the Christians showing up to save the heathens. But uh, yeah, it's eh, Mel Gibson weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, what are you gonna do? But it's it's mm. an interesting film. All right, cool. Uh, Breckenridge's Scourge says this may be a bit tangential, 
But how about a game where you explore worlds based on renowned artists and their particular styles? For example, the Monet world would be a beautiful cel-shaded Okami-esque world, while the Salvador Dali world would be filled with a Japanese level of mindfuckery. The possibilities are virtually endless. As far as plot goes, it could be just like Eternal Sonata, where the whole thing is just a deathbed experience. Or it could be an alien-slash-illuminati-slash-freemason conspiracy. Or better yet, you could be a divine censor, come to block out all the vile images from the art world. Imagine zooming through the Michelangelo world on a lightning bolt, deleting ancient wings and black-barring, well-sculpted titties. Think about it. I actually really like that idea. I do too. At That's the same time, though, I, I feel it. it's going it to jump out at me. It's going to fall into the trap of terrible gameplay, amazing graphic design, so, and level. So, design. so, great fucking idea. You know what that reminds me the hell out of? El Shaddai. That that is that game. Speaking of that is that game. Crummy gameplay. Terrible gameplay, yeah. but yeah. every other hour of that game is a whole new, different artistic experience. It will sound and look different. Right. It's, it's bonkers, but also beautiful. That, that is the closest approximation I can think of to that kind of game. That's accurate, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Just the idea of just jumping into the minds of like several different like design styles and just that's going to cost a lot of money. And the kind of company mm-hmm. that's willing to do that is not going to have a lot of money. Yeah. So it's going to basically boil down to we're going to spend a lot of money to make this look like a Monet level or a fucking Modrian mm-hmm. level or a fucking Roy Lichtenstein level. And the gameplay is going to be jumping and like... Well, maybe, maybe they'll release it episodically on iOS. Beautifully flawed and buggy and, you know... Man, we're like looking into the future. Why are we so insightful? I just Why aren't we millionaires? I just want my Magritte <laughs> DLC. Magritte DLC. Because, because we're not just like painfully <laughs> positive about anything. And <laughs> saying that this is going to be the best game ever and make a lot of money. Uh, that one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this Which says, guy? That one guy in Nebraska who still uh, listens to this. Okay, okay. I'm still campaigning developers to set a game here in Nebraska. Just think about the possibilities. You could watch the corn grow. You could stare at cows. You could... Well, I guess that's it. Awesome, right? Yeah, well, I, see, I would play that game. They had that you, one zoo in Omaha. When you film a movie, it's really cheap to film it in Nebraska. When you make a game, you don't actually ever have to go to Nebraska. <laughs> so the... But you could watch the car... car the carn? The carn. Carn. I can't pronounce corn. <laughs> the only reason I play Harvest Moon is you can watch Jay Carn fight with Brocken. Yes. In Jay World Karn. Heroes Jet. <laughs> Completely unrelated tangents. So. You can watch Karnov. <laughs> in Karnov's Revenge, say balloon when he attacks people. Uh, man, that was on the level of Christian Shell's R plane airplane thing, except it was sincere. Uh. So, Batman Boy 11 says he would like to see an open-world game set in the Great Depression. There could already be one that he's unaware of, but if there's not, there should be one. Mash X to jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's sad. Press Y. Press Y. Sell your car for $100. Sell your car. Abandon your family and go out west. (laughs) Eat shoe. Eat shoe. It's a mini game where you cut a bean in half. <laughs> Spoil, yeah. yeah, it's called Tom and Jerry the yeah. Game. If There's you mess it up, your game. family starves. It's just you game over and no continue. So, uh, user those six uh, says future. He would like to see a futuristic world that has developed giant mechs, if possible, in a desert setting, forest setting, and maybe a mechanical alien fortress. You can run around on foot or ride the mech, which consumes fuel. Also, you can modify and upgrade your them to fit your needs, such as weapons, armors, accessories. You'd essentially be a commander of a small mercenary squad, which means once your base is big enough, you could even call in mech. 
assist in airdrops, even artillery strikes and carpet bombs, depending on what your base develops in research. Finally, since the judge in desert areas are so harsh and underdeveloped, you will fight lots of animals and even giant ones that can crush your mech if you aren't ready to fight and too early. So essentially, a little mercenary Saints Row 3 and a load of Lost Planet 2 with the RPG level development. That is a booyah base of game ideas. Yeah. When I read it, I think uh, Armored Core. But I do like the idea of playing an Armored Core game where it's just not set in that like post-apocalyptic mercenary thing where it's like you actually build these robots and you're fighting other things like, you know, biological creatures that are fighting or sure. can take over the world. It's like, just make a Pacific oh, Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade. Trench was so much cooler. But yeah, I don't know. Is there a Pacific Rim game coming out there? Yes, I'm playing yeah, it. There is on it's iOS. It's terrible. It's not is good. It on 360? Well, okay, that's... it's not terrible. I only played for a little bit. It's just not. I mean, it's not amazing. Right. Which it's, when yeah. you're like, I can only spend so much money on so many games. Sure. No, 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 no doubt. And uh, it does have the benefit of we don't have to hire a likeness of Charlie Day or anything like that. So it's just we just need the design of the mech. So at least it looks nice and it, it you. It is just what you want from it, which is I will be a mech and I will. What's hit what's the actual gameplay? Is it like it's it's a one on one brawl? Like it's, it's a fighter, but not fighter. like a technical fighter. It's a heavy attack, light attack, and charge up to a special attack fighter. And okay. And when the other guy's out of hit points, you win. And the only thing mildly like other in gameplay is oh you can hit him against a wall and it's like oh dramatic destruction mm-hmm. it's it's very straightforward but not like broken or seems kind of like a missed opportunity it's, it's a missed it, opportunity it is, it's a good it's, yeah it's very gamey to begin with it's vanilla is, is my problem with it like mm-hmm. there is like a mech building thing but it's not like customizable in the sense that oh you can like make your own style fighting mech it's no you can right. copy any one of the pre-existing mechs but jumble them up in potato head style and then yeah. boost their stats which is kind of cool you can color it and all that and um, because it's not actually out yet, the servers aren't online, so you actually can't access like half the content. Bummer. But, yeah, it, it's a bummer. It's not bad. It's just you know that could that could have been an amazing game for sure. very yeah, little reason. Definitely. Um, I'm gonna read two here. Uh, first, do not know says I'd like to see a game set in a Calvinesque kids fantasy. The environment and gameplay elements could then be more than the standard city with cars and guns template. It could play out like a crazy adolescent power fantasy, full of things like dinosaurs, spaceships, and superpowers. Other than Axe Cop, there doesn't seem to be much out there like that. Calvin-esque, like the Calvin church Hubs. reformer guy? Oh, yeah. 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 The, the yeah, press like... guy who thinks humanity's forfeit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Sure. No? <laughs> <laughs> like, like Calvin and Hobbes-esque. I guess. Uh, okay. Like an iOS game where it's just a swift kick in the butt, and you tap to <laughs> kick people swiftly in the butt for five bucks. Sure. Uh, everybody everybody needs needs everybody Calvin would design Calvin Ball, I, which is not a game. It's just a sandbox of shit. <laughs> Literally I, I, a sandbox full of, of turds that of you turds. play with. I have this weird thing where it's just like, I cannot stand the idea of any property made from Calvin and Hobbes because that was like what made the comic stop happening. So I'm like in this permanent grudge against it. So I, don't, everyone, I don't think that's all I that think made what made the comic stop happening is Watterson just didn't want to do it. Anymore. Yeah, he no, just no, he ran just, out of ideas, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm done." Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. He was done. He's like, "I'm done. I don't want this to become Garfield. I don't want to see like well, fucking Christmas always cards." Garfield. Let's not say Garfield was ever any kind of artistic endeavor. <laughs> hey, never hey, was. I know. Maybe hey, hey, in the '70s. Hey, motherfucker! I am as dedicated to Garfield as you are, and I appreciate his mercenary nature. <laughs> 
The worst part is I could Garfield I could literally out I could literally out Garfield any of you guys on a given day. Do not fuck with me. Right. I have a dictionary with Garfield comics in it because I have no life. Anyway, the point is I love Calvin Hobbes. That's a big statement, but so it, it will hurt my feelings if they take that and next, someone else works that property. Next on Vigil Garfield Apocalypse. Um <laughs> Awkward Loser has an interesting John idea. Arbuckle has to say, uh-huh. why do you keep eating my lasagna? <laughs> this should be a game where you eat lasagna and then every day's a Monday and you're like, that's bad. Garfield, you are most mischievous cat. Please perform daily hijink. <laughs> Me send normal back to Abu Dhabi. And, and Garfield's all just like, Mondays hate. And then a crowd applauds. Me? uh, Like Mondays? No, thank you. And Stalin pins a Medal of Victory on on Garfield's chest. And Garfield dies, and they bury him in Garfield's tomb. Yeah, because he's a hero to the people. He's a hero to the people. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Awkward Loser uh, says, I'd like to see an open world, a prison contrary to popular belief. Prison is not a horrible place where people get raped all the time. That's actually what it is. (laughs) It's actually it's really punished people. It should be terrible. It's right? actually complex school-like place where criminals do their time, learn things for better or worse, and further integrate their way to the criminal underworld. Is this guy Russian? It could be a lot like <laughs> Bully and a lot less like Oz. I know some idiots will use this as a vessel to make rape jokes, but in reality, homosexuality in male prison is kind of rare. It's me. I'm the idiot. But <laughs> but romance could even be an option if you want. I think if done right, an open-world prison game, male or female, could be an interesting game to try. Well, girl prisons, they just break down and have hot lesbian orgies all the time. That's true. It's pretty much all it is. Right. And then male prisons yeah. are just forcible gay sex by uh-huh. fat guys that drop the soap. Yep. I mean, duh. to be fair, like the last sentence is really true. Like, that would be really cool to explore, like it the prison concept and open world. It's just it's really easy to make <laughs> guys, fun of. They're not all terrible places. Well, like, you see, you guys, how missing... hard of a guy are you? This guy sounds tough. You're missing the point, though. It's like school. The point is that the whole threat of prison is that you're going to get fucked in the ass. <laughs> if you went existed in a society where you were punished for doing a crime by getting sent to a place where you were given. Free room and board and, and healthcare, moderate healthcare. No one would give a shit. The whole threat is you're going to be held down by white supremacists and <laughs> bar That's why you don't go to jail. <laughs> well, and also it's it's really boring. Apparently, there's not a True. whole lot to do. In is jail. my life not really boring though? That's not a threat. Well, but you have video games now, and those can help. Those fill are the void equally boring. <laughs> I barely even play them. I, most of my life is just spent kind of looking at the wall. I thought this was prison apocalypse or podcast about prison. Sometimes I get games. home and it's too much effort to play a video game, so I just go to sleep at 8.30. Honestly, like, I do. That's actually I true. I do that. That's actually true. Now we're getting into... The, the joke is over. Now it's the reality. I open hey, up I was Steam. joking about the threat of prison being butt raped. That's the whole idea. And I look uh, at Let's move on. I literally had Fig Newtons for dinner last night. We should move on and on and on. Uh, am I reading uh, Kit's... Read whatever. Just read what's good, Graham. Uh, well, I'm not previewing these, so I'm going raw. All right. Just like Just anal like sex in prison. Exactly. <laughs> Great. We're on the same page. Uh, so uh, Kita Tojirin says, I'm a little biased because I'm from here. I don't know where here is, but I would really like an open world game set in New Zealand circa 1480. So this person is from New Zealand circa 1480. <laughs> okay. Holy crap. How did you reach us? Wow. Uh, through time. Uh, this was before European settlers came and the indigenous people, the Maori, we're busy respecting women, that's not a joke, warring, telling their children really weird stories, and hunting giant birds such as the moa and the host eagle. 
The game could include some fantasy elements, as Murray culture has a lot of weird and creepy myths, such as an evil old bird spirit witch lady who lives in a forest, and they believed in curses and sort of magic. The main thing I'm interested in, though, is seeing those giant birds. Who wouldn't want to see an eagle large enough to carry a child away? They used to do that. Or a huge wingless 230 kilogram, 510 pounds for you ignorant standard motherfuckers. Uh, ostrich looking motherfucker that would swallow several kilograms of stones to help digest its food. You could even play a part in their eventual extinction. You know if you're that way inclined. Personally, I'd rather hug them and hopefully not be killed. Mm. I really like the idea of a um, society where people are busy respecting women. Like they're just like, "Hey, Mike, can you uh, can you do that?" <sighs> I'm swamped, man. I'm swamped. I can't I'm, do it. I'm swamped I, respecting women right now. I'm I got, treating them all equally at the same time. It's I'm, like it's like the, the amount of people in the world just doubled. You know. I mean, not that that isn't respectable. I'm just saying it's a funny way to put it. No, it, it is. It, it, it is. That's a, pretty forward thinking of that, that that nation of people. It is a good idea though, because I mean, it's like. You look yeah. at games and it's like Native American and Maori and like indigenous people games, they're always sort of like sub-quest in the games. It's like if you're the Native yeah. American guy, you're there for a little bit. If you're the Maori guy, you're Walker from Final Fantasy X. And it's like, that's not the same thing. But it's like, it's just you're marginalized. You're never the focus. You know, you're always some like addendum or some sub-quest or some other shit. But he, he that's a good pitch though. I like the idea of that. Just the idea of being in New Zealand where it's just because Maori people are fucking awesome, yeah. dude. You know, like, like, if you've ever seen, the culture's amazing. What, yeah. what are the Sony games that I love? Um, with that guy Rao. Shit, why am I blanking on the Rao name? Zarek from Magic the Gathering. No, 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 Rao R A U, the the big hulking guy uh, who who kills people. Fuck. But yeah, Rao. You guys ever want to be scared? Look up the New Zealand's rugby team, the All Blacks. A lot oh of my god, team. the Haka is incredible. Oh, the Haka War Dance? Oh my god, can I be DLC in this game? Dude, those guys, a lot of those dudes Dude. are native Maori people. Mark of Cree yeah, is Mark what I was trying to think Cree. of. Okay. Which is draws heavily from Maori and uh, South Pacific influences yeah, and no. is fucking amazing. Uh. And ignore the sequel because it is shit. Ben, no, dude, Haka War Dances. Fucking terrifying. Those guys are great. And you know they're like nice dudes. It's just, no, you know, yeah. they get in this mindset. And it's well, just they're like, playing rugby. You go to war, man. You go to fucking win this game. Anyway. But yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. I like the idea of it. I would fucking play that. I just love the whole idea. I think I've seen a lot here. The last one I read too was primitive games. Like games that are way before mm. modern society and shit. Where it's just like mm-hmm. trying to capture actual Teach a little like, history. Yeah, we'll teach a little history. But little at the same culture. time, just like there's no like computers. There's no electricity. There's no infrastructure it's like your hunter gatherers your tribal people and shit and that's a good thing if you can actually capture that but well, games palette. don't tend to be sensitive representations of things that are no, difficult to convey no, they don't. <laughs> yeah it would be a palate cleanser from all the it's in the city you are an urban knight who must... well it's weird too because we're in that point now where we're like post-civilization where it's everything's a fucking like post-apocalypse game and it's mm-hmm. like but it's still... Yeah, 2013 has been really heavy on post-apocalypse really games. Yeah. yeah, and it's all just the same kind of thing where it's, it's like... like we live in 1987. Here's right? a white dude <laughs> conveying his thoughts about the post-apocalypse. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's easy to relate to that, but at the same time, it's boring. It's just like, you're talking about these Our kind of games, it's sucks. before that ever happened. There's no context. There's mm-hmm. no like, there used to be electricity internet. It's just like, no, I need to get meat to feed these people, or I need to fucking forage berries or some shit. And it's like, and this is the best our be, life has ever been. Yeah, exactly. That's the best your life will ever be, and you'll die you at thirty-five. Fire! This is fucking rad. It, it makes me think of uh, Patton Oswalt's book, Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, uh, where he writes about how like all geek 
fiction, like genre fiction fans, are either zombies, spaceships, or wastelands, and that it all ties into like what genre of fiction they like. Like, do you like post-apocalyptic wasteland fiction? Do you like zombie fiction? And the post-apocalyptic wasteland, he says, like it's always like dudes in the desert wearing big thick black trench coats because teens have been raised in suburban air-conditioned homes and don't understand the importance of light fabrics and <laughs> breathability and hot environments. Uh, uh, e. Hyundai says, I've said this elsewhere on this, these forums, and I stand by it. Despite the announcement of AC Black Flag, the perfect setting for an Assassin's Creed game would be 1600s Asia. Ezio and the gang are practically ninjas, and cl- and climbing big-ass ornate pagodas and shit would be so much fun. Hopefully this makes its way to end so I can finally have my way. Uh, I will say, on one level you're right, on another level, there have been so many games about ninjas climbing fucking pagodas. Tenchu! <laughs> yes, most of them are called Tenchu. <laughs> and then there was also, what was it, Way of the Ninja on, uh, on Vita? Yeah, by the Shank oh. people. I'll tell Anne oh, you said that, and she'll go ahead and get a committee together and start developing it. Because <laughs> that's how video games work. I honestly did think this was going to be Assassin's Creed 4, and I was like, no, it's Pirates. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Yep. I'm pirates open-minded cool. and able to handle things that are outside my What's control. What's wrong with Pirates? Yeah. All right, one more. Joe says, I want a 1940s city in Egypt, sort of like Cairo or Casablanca, where Nazis and racial stereotypes with swords are chasing you around. Basically, the middle chunk of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yes, um, please. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'll take that. I mean, there's a game I played. It's not identical, but uh, the Saboteur. I, oh, it yeah. Is, it's a World War II game where you're mm-hmm. in occupied France. And that was a lot of fun. It's a good game. That's an underrated game. I really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, I'm biased because the main character is Irish. And, you know, I like yeah. Irish people. And uh, Devlin. Sean right. Devlin. Yes. Uh, but it's a good game. It's fun. And it's just the whole thing is like you're doing just guerrilla bombings and shit and destroying public property and <laughs> restoring color to the black and white Nazi regime. It's Being like, a general eh. hooligan. Essentially, yeah. Oi, oi. Up, up cork. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm down. I'm down. Up cork. So a new question of the week. With the Steam summer sale either looming or having just passed, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, what's the best or most memorable or most valuable deal you've ever gotten on a game? For me, it was when the Circuit City near my house was going out of business, and I I told this story on our previous show, Talk Radar, and I just uh, went in two days, spent maybe $400 total, came back with like two or three dozen games it was something obscene all of them were new all of them were like marked down from sixty dollars to like ten dollars and uh yeah i just felt like i was uh picking the bones of a of a dying retail chain (laughs) kind of sad and elating at the same time uh so i got two quick ones uh from general steam sale i bought just cause two a few years ago for I believe four ninety nine, and that is a fucking fantastic yeah. game. That is a huge value. And too. It Five looks, bucks for that. I, I'll make this point real quickly. Square Enix does some of the best PC ports of any like console traditional game company that I've ever seen. Everything that they, they do, do that has their name on it is fucking fantastic. It looks amazing. There's no hiccups. There's no fucking crashes. It's great. And that game was fucking beautiful. I played it so much more than the $5 I paid for it. Great. Uh, my second one, real quick, similar story to Michael. There was a Comp USA uh, in Sunnyvale. And I used to go out yeah. to the Sunsplash in Sunnyvale, which is an arcade. 
And I would go there to play drumming and a bunch of other dumb bullshit. And I would drive my ass all the way out there to go do that. And it's like a solid hour drive away from where I live. Anyway, went out there and did that. I stopped by this CompUSA on a whim one day. And inside they had PS1 games. And this is like early 360, like early uh, PS3 era. Mm -hmm. And in the bundle, they just had a bunch of old PS1 dead stock they're trying to get rid of. And they had Final Fantasy VII in a disc before, like this is before it was available you can get it on Steam now you couldn't get it anywhere and they had all these old copies of the PS1 Final Fantasy 7 and I picked them up and I was like fuck these are $9 each so I bought 7 copies of that game took it up to the register they all rang up at like $3 each so I ended up buying like 18 copies of that game for like <laughs> wow. 60 bucks and then I went on eBay and sold all of them for like $40, $45 each nice. at the time because nice. that was all you could get before beautiful profit uh for me i also have two stories uh, the first one was um when the 3ds got marked down in price and they had the ambassador program for those who got it you know the suckers who got it new <laughs> target so like the idea was if you got it after the price drop you wouldn't get these ambassador games which are like these exclusive nes and snes or game boy advance ports that they would put for the 3ds that you can only get if you got it before this uh certain time period when the price drop would go into place Target, because I guess they didn't get the memo or they were jerks, put their 3DSs out with the price drop a week early. Mm. And so I picked up a 3DS for the price cut price point and got all the Ambassador games. So that was kind of a little minor cheat the system kind of thing that just happened. My brother-in-law always asks for contributions to charity for presents but I know he also likes PC games so on Christmas I got him like I got him a humble bundle nice know, mm-hmm. paid whatever and then put them all in a USB drive that looked like Darth Vader nice. and therefore uh, did the charity thing got a good deal on games I guess I don't remember how much I paid but anyway so that worked well also I bought Carnage Heart for the PS1 I can't remember for how much. I think hmm. for like two dollars. That's a game I really liked huh. that no one has played, and it's really good. Nope. Never heard of it. Not even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, I've I've heard of it. I have no idea what it is. It is a game where you fight robots, but you have to program them with like a flowchart. You don't control them directly. It's so much fun. I played that with my friend for hours, and I remember it was one of the ones we just pulled out of the bargain bin, and it was just like a dollar. This game no one cares about and never will. You know when I but when we I, cared about it, Mike. <laughs> when That's I, what matters. When I think Carnage Heart, my first Im- image, mental image is just like a heart being shredded and pulled out of somebody's chest. Yes, that's not think, what it was about. Yeah, I think of a steampunk reimagining of Dragon Heart with Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. If like the, anyway. the dragon had like Kano's eye from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> is that the third time? The Blood Dragon. I hope so. <laughs> Once again, what's the best deal you've ever gotten? Tell us about it on videogamepodclips.com. Look for the article for episode 24. Or go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, lasertime show discussion, and find the question of the week thread. We're going to come out on some plugs. I'm at Wikiparas on Twitter. You can read my Deus Ex The Fall review on maclife.com. Somebody else go. I'm Parker Wilhelm at Parker Home on Twitter. You can read my stuff on OXM online and eventually in the actual OXM magazine. And keep an eye on the Steam sale. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. At Pseudobred on Twitter, uh, Wikia, we publish all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
If you don't like me and want to tell me so, you can Fuck tell you, Tyler. Tyler underscore wild. Have you been getting like a lot of negative comments on lately? Twitter. Is that, is that what Orosmus is coming from? Canada owns. It's the best country. It You're does. a beautiful human being. You are. Tyler. Tyler, we love you. I Tyler. love you. <laughs> Tyler, it's not your fault. You can go to pcgamer.com. It's not your fault, Tyler. Let <laughs> me able to finish this. pcgamer.ca. Don't do this, man. It's not Power your fault, through. Tyler. Don't do this, man. It's not your fault. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't do this. All CS right, your totally fault. $4 I was lying. <laughs> you can get CSGO for $4. Tweet. Tyler underscore wild to thank him for that hot tip. That hot tip hot on tip. the Steam Summer Sale. Remember, every dollar you save on the Steam Sale is another dollar that doesn't go into Gaben's pizza fund. You're helping him live longer. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible. We're horrible. <laughs> Poor Gaben. Alright, well that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. the circumference of your mom's vagina nice really no in inches or feet (laughs) feet whoa burn